welcome to We Need Wrestling, everybody. <laughs> I'm DJ. Ka-ka-chee! <laughs> yeah, ah. I already opened my beverages. Um, my, my beverage is in a bottle, so I can't really do ooh. that. Yeah, what are you drinking? Some um, Mountain Dew, uh, a, a Major of, Melon. I'll uh, say a couple of Heinies. No, man, I still do have Heinekens in my fridge that are extremely old, though. Weird. Uh, Sheeny brought them over years ago, and I just, yeah, just kind of left is. them. Why not? Yeah, for the next time. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> as long as they stay sure. cold, they should be good. I think. I think Doug had one last time Ooh, he was here. Weird. Um, Doug's gonna have to drink them all. Hi, yeah. Doug. Hi, Doug. Uh, no, I am. Uh, hi, hi, DJ. <laughs> Brett, how are you, pal? Uh, I'm I'm pretty good, man. I'm uh, I'm currently watching John Moxley beat up Juice Robinson okay. from Moxley's first New Japan match. Like, mm-hmm. and I forgot how crazy this match is, where he bites Juice's eyebrow and busts him open. Yes, and Moxley's wearing like the wrestling tights. Yeah, and man, I forgot how cool that that was. Yeah, well, that's like kind of like what the Chase AEW figure is now, right? Yeah, and I want it. Yeah, good luck. Real bad, I know. Um. What's up with you? Uh, well, I'm I'm currently double fisting a a monster, uh, ultra gold, and my third mint julep of the night. So <laughs> if that tells you anything, uh, it sure does. But uh, not to not to get too too elaborate, not to elaborate too far. Uh, I have some house guests this week, and uh, these drinks are needed. Um, <laughs> so that's why if you are a regular listener to We Need Wrestling. Uh, you'll know that this sounds a little different because we are doing it over Skype. Um, if you are a new listener to We Need Wrestling, uh, we don't usually sound like we're over Skype because we're usually not over Skype. Nope, um, usually not. I think the last time we did this was, uh, I looked, it was the end of February. End of February, yes. So, um, we had a good run. We did, we did a good run. A good run. It was nice. Uh, yeah, but it's just easier this way for sanity's sake. Uh Starting later than normal, so if I fall asleep, I apologize. But again, oh, there is man. a monster. I'm doing a sip, of, a sip of delicious, delicious mint julep, and then a sip of delicious, delicious monster energy. So, why don't we put the monster in the mint julep? Mm. Because it's pineapple flavor, and I don't know how much that would work. I mean, there's only one way to find out, right? That is, I ain't gonna do it. Uh, oh, not today. Boo. I'm, not, I'm not destroying a delicious mint julep for the sake of experimentation on the on air on a boo podcast. Earns. Sorry. Um, but that being said, once again, welcome to We Need Wrestling. We're going to cover the week of wrestling that we watched. Uh, me, just not too much. Didn't, again, house guest, so I couldn't dedicate a ton of time. But I fit in what I felt was mandatory uh, for us. And, uh, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll see what we can do, and we're going to end up talking about Real Rumble, which I'm pretty sure is going to be the talk of the Sudoi Dave Network for the entirety of this week. Uh, so I would think so, right? I would suggest listening to what's well, us, Final Wrestling Place, and At Odds, uh, who are we're we'll all be covering this this week. I think Final Wrestling Place already did, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really been listening to podcasts this week either, so. Uh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts yeah. this week. And yeah. we'll see if the stories line up. See if we all had the same experience. Hey, real quick. Um, this is jumping ahead, but uh, Adam just sent a DM. How far is Lafayette, New Jersey from your house? Oh, Jesus. Why? Because Sunday, August 7th from 12 to 3, Bret Hart's doing a meet and greet. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. At what? At Pandora's Box. Oh, really? Lafayette, yeah. New Jersey? Uh-huh. Yeah, do you want the mileage or do you want the minutes? Oh, that scares me. 
That's far, isn't it? Just tell me what you want. What do you want? The mileage or the minutes? The minutes. Uh, one hour and 24 minutes. That's not that far. I can do that with my eyes closed, brother. Let's go meet Bret Hart. Dude, I, uh, well, I'm going to spoil a bunch of stuff, but, like, I have a ton of stuff that we can get signed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Oh, we and then sun- You got Sunday, the elites in. Yeah. And plus, I have other stuff. Sunday, July 17th, to Major Pod Live. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Want to go? Oh, man. I don't know if I want to go to that. <laughs> well, we'll talk afterwards about this Bret Hart thing. Thank you, Adam. Oh, Jose Canseco. <laughs> A Jose Canseco bat? Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. Oh, boy. Ryan Hurst, remember that guy? I sure do remember Ryan Hurst. Op- the Opie, yeah. I cried when he got killed yeah. on Sons. Wardlow. That was a very emotional moment. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll 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 talk about that afterwards, okay. pal. Oh, Jerry I, Lawler, August thirteenth. Oh, that'd be good for you. Yeah. You can tell him how much you hate him. Absolutely. I would get I would get removed from that building. I'd be like, <laughs> you can you sure. can you please sign this this Jerry the King Lawler action figure uh, as Jerry Lawler, the most overrated professional wrestler to ever live. <laughs> and or not good anywhere outside of Memphis, Jerry Lawler. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, man, I, let's do. I'm I'm in for for Hitman. Uh, All right, at least for sure. Well, yeah, we'll have to see how much everything is. But right, I have I have stuff I can get signed. I have stuff you can get signed. We're yeah. we're good. We're good. Oh, we're, we'd be set listen, there. I, I appreciate that, but I know what I want signed by Hitman, and I will buy it if we buy tickets to this. So I have a we'll very talk- specific Hitman. We'll talk, pal. Okay, we'll talk. All right, we'll All talk. Right. All right. Uh, maybe All on right. the show later on this show, we'll have a little bit of a talk about a signing of another soon-to-be-named oh. network favorite and legend. That is true. Somebody who's very good. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean Avery good. I mean, Ooh. this person is very good. Very good. <laughs> yes. not, that, not that Avery isn't very good, but he's not on no. this level of good. But Nobody's I, on I, this level of good. Yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, yeah. be, be punny. Ooh. So, um, I don't know. What do you want? Do you want to get into this? Do you want to get more? You want to get more off your chest? Let's, no, I don't want to get any more off my chest. I will get everything off my chest next week. All um, right. When when my house is empty and we're in all person, right. we'll save it for next week then. Um, yes, but let's, all right. Let's get rocking and rolling on the wrestling. Let's talk some news. Yeah, uh, um, you got it. I don't. I don't think before I do. before I get into like all the big stuff this week. Uh, just a real quick note that November twentieth, New Japan and Stardom are running a joint show together. I saw that. That's great. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I hope that they run that on like New Japan World or something. That'd be real. That'd be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, Bushi Road, you own both, so might as well start like incorporating the two right absolutely. more i should say you know yeah i know like stardom they've had a couple of matches here and there like on wrestle kingdom but like hey let's uh let's start incorporating uh some joshi i'm yes. into that oh uh really quick too news maybe yes or no uh but as we record this with an hour left in the day happy six or nine day brett Oh, well, happy six or nine day to you, uh, Mister Representative of Taguchi USA. Uh, Tim Taylor at Not the Tool Man on uh, yes, Twitter from Final Wrestling Place, the homie had message this morning. Had a question for me as official representative Taguchi USA. Is today a recognized holiday? Uh, and I, I reached out to the home office, uh, <laughs> and Taguchi himself says that June 9th is his day. Well, it's six it's, nine. Uh, it is written in stone now. So happy six or nine day, uh, to Gucci's day, for everyone, for you, another how hour. Did, how did you celebrate? Uh, I celebrated by drinking 
three mint juleps and not murdering anyone. I was going to say, did you show anybody your ass? Always. Well, there you go. Yeah. That, that's the only way to celebrate. Um, so I guess I the also other... partook in a game of uh, hide and seek with an eight-year-old. So I had a good hiding spot, too. Okay, because I was about to be super confused. Yeah. Um, My niece was over. I'm glad you said eight-year-old. Mm. Um, all right. So I guess we'll talk about, like, the infirmary ward that is professional wrestling this week. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, like, a couple of, like, super, like, high-profile injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll just, whatever, uh, Broski, Matt Cardona, tore his bicep on a GCW show. Yes. Uh, so he had surgery, I think, Tuesday, so that he's easily looking at six or seven months. Yeah. Right. Uh, sucks for him. Like, that, he's been on a hellacious indie run. Yeah, and, a great uh, run. You know, at, Torn bicep, that sucks. He did. I did see he said that he's already got the leather jacket and denim vest ordered. I saw that too. But he'll have to, he'll have to, it'll be like, it would have to be leather chaps with denim shorts because he's going to have to do up lower body only. That's that, you know what? Smart. I like that. It's the opposite. He's going to, you know. <laughs> going to come back as quadruple broski. Right, that's, exactly. That's what I need in my Which life. Lower half. His thighs are going to rub together and cause fires. Um, so then another injury that came out uh, after rampage last week was uh brian danielson has a concussion oh is it a, uh, oh he has a concussion yeah so he had to pull out oh. of i think it was some convention last week like yeah. this past weekend because he couldn't fly because oh. you know you have a concussion you can't fly right that stinks because um, that's that's one of the things that ended his career last time yeah so that's scary they said that's a thing where he's probably going to be out a week or two. Okay. Um, just to kind of make sure everything's all right. Yeah. Um, so that's ugh, another big blow, especially with – so that's why he wasn't on Dynamite mm. last week. Uh, my conclusion was is that he was in Japan for the best of the Super Junior Finals yes. to confront somebody. Not the case. Not the case. Yeah, so that's sad. That's um, scary. Hope he does. Oh, I mean, I hope they everyone mentioned in this in this segment, uh, the infirmary uh, is okay. But that's a scary one because that is what put him on the shelf for how long? Yeah. Um, and then uh, this past uh, Friday night, Scorpio Sky mm-hmm. uh, apparently he injured himself during the match he had with Dante Martin yeah. on Rampage, um, which I was a pretty good match, and you yeah. can tell when when he got hurt, like he just started mm-hmm. limping and grabbing his leg and. He tweeted out the next day, like, he had a bad leg going into it, and, like, first move of the match, he felt like his leg just give out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember, I remember reading done. that he, he was, like, banged up, but, like, not not injured yet, and it looks like he got all the way. Yeah, so that's another one, um, which I think what I've prognosticated to you that I want to happen with that TNT title is That's going a big old word. Yeah, no, I'm proud of myself for that. Thank you, Brett. Proud of you, too. Um, um, I think, you know, that's going to happen more on that later. Okay. Uh, then, if you pay attention to the World Wrestling Entertainment, Who on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, some rumors started coming out that Cody Rhodes is injured. Yes. Uh, he didn't work the house show that night. Right. Uh, they said, okay, maybe he's just taking a break because of Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Right. You know, it's a big, grueling match. Yeah. Uh, no, Cody completely tore his pectoral tendon off the bone. Yeah. Um, and then 
decided to be an absolute psychopath. Yes. And wrestle like a 22 minute hell in a cell match against Seth Rollins on Sunday. Yeah. With a torn pectoral. So, uh, dude, when he did you, you, you didn't go back and watch it at all. I didn't. I wanted to, but again, uh, not, sure. not in the cards okay. this week. Uh, I saw the Understood. clips. I saw the, him taking off the jacket. Everybody's talking about that match. Like it's crazy. Uh, a lot of people talking, like trying to be, I don't want to say safety police, but like, how did he get cleared and this and that? And it's, it's one of those injuries that you literally can't make any worse. Yeah. So like, if you can deal with the excruciating pain and lack yep. of movement, you can do it. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I've been seeing like so many takes about it this week yeah. and I could see it from both sides of, of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, dude, when he took that jacket off and you saw his chest and just, like, yeah, how purple it was, like, the crowd literally just came to, like, a silent hush. Yeah. They were like, all right, this is kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I mean, wrestling that long with it, it, it just, like, hats off to the dude. I mean, tough as nails. Like, Absolutely. We'll never question that dude's toughness ever. Yeah. Um. You know, some people said they feel like it set a bad precedent um, that moving forward, people are going to be like, well, Cody could work through a torn pectoral. Why can't you work towards whatever or work through whatever you have? Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe that might happen. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cody kind of came out and said, like, nobody pressured him into doing the match. It was completely his decision. Right. Um, and I agree, you know, yeah, torn pectoral, like you can't do any further harm. It's just, right. You know, it's how much pain you could tolerate. You know, um, if I wanted to be conspiracy theory, like I could say, it's awful. Interesting that punk goes out hurt. And it, they said, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but they've said lower leg. So maybe tibia, fibia, I don't know. Um, but that, like, Cody, like, a few days later, work, you know, works through a match hurt, whereas the champion of the company that he's a little bitter about didn't. I'm not saying that's what it is, because that's conspiracy theory nuts, but, you know, you, if you wanted to, you can you can make that work in a bunch of articles or on, t- on the power of Twitter. Uh, Are you a guy that's just asking questions? I'm just asking, I'm just asking questions. Uh, but I agree with you about Cody, like... It, it, I cannot question his toughness. That is a tough as nails fucking thing to do. Uh, yeah. How was how the match? Uh, you know what, dude? For what it was, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, dude, Seth coming out dresses with the polka dots was like yeah. icing on the cake. Seth, you, um, you're talking about Seth Franklin Rollins, right? I, I Yes, old Seth Franklin Rollins himself. Okay. All right. I, saw, I saw he changed his Twitter name to that yes. name, too. Yeah. Um, but you know what, dude? Again, like we'll never ever question Cody's heart or his toughness because that's it's it's kind of an insane thing to do. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's a Hell in a Cell. It, it it's not what Hell in a Cell used to be, obviously. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I guess for what it was, man, it was just kind of one of those. Like it could have been an absolute stinker, and they would have been done in like three minutes, and I still would have been in awe. Of yeah. like Cody worked through that. It was like right. insanely gross. Right. It's um, it, it's it's cool of him, uh, and it's interesting. Like maybe it's personal growth, or you know, like, I can give Cody a lot of shit, but like it's interesting for Cody to see a dude who had this injury, 
obviously consulted with people, was told that he couldn't make it any worse, and was like, well, we have a story we we can finish here, whether it be shortened or not. We have a story we can tell. I can do it to get us to that point so that your entire TV is not hung up because Roman isn't isn't showing up to these fucking things. Orton's off TV. Like, there's, there's some, taking some hits. So, like, to be a dude that's like, I'll get us where, as a, as a storyline in a company, we need to be, and then I'm gone for six months, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a very old school thing to do. It sure is, and yeah, I mean, that's another one. He had surgery, I think, today. Yep. He's going to be, that's like a six or seven month recovery. Yep. Just like, oh my god, crazy. Um, And then, yeah, uh, we were at the Real Rumble Friday night, and... Before we were. The, the movie started after the wrestling, I looked at my Twitter and I saw a tweet from one Mr. Uh, CM Punk saying, you know, I'll be on Rampage tonight addressing the AEW title. And yes. I'm, we all were like, uh-oh, what happened? Right. Um, you know, we all kind of started thinking like, okay, he's hurt. He's got to be hurt. And, you know, we're like, okay, he was grabbing his foot a bit like during that match on um, Dynamite a couple right. days prior. We're like, oh, you know, who knows what it could be, though? Right, um, but you know the language, right? Like you know, of course, you know the language. You're 100 percent right. That's in saying that. you, we all sort of knew. We didn't know the extent of it, but like the language is there to know that the title is getting relinquished or whatever. We knew we had a general idea what was coming just based on the way he tweeted that that out. Yeah. Um. So during the wrestler, you and I were watching on Friday night at the Mahoning Drive-In. Right. Yes. Uh, you pulled up on your phone. You go, well, we got to see what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Punk came out and just I, I, I ended up watching it yesterday. I caught up on Rampage before Dynamite, like just to watch it again. Right. Um, and yeah, I think as Joe said the next day when we saw him, like you could tell that was a dude that was like crying all day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, he just says like, hey, uh, you know, I said I was going to wrestle till the wheels fall off and. Well, not one of the wheel like the wheels aren't off, but one of like one of them is broken. Right. Um. So he, uh, had foot surgery today. He did. Um. Yep. And that's another one where they, or maybe it was yesterday, because they said like he already had it. He's you know gonna be road to recovery. I don't know how long he'll be out for. Um. You know, doesn't lose the title or anything like that. Uh, Tony Khan doesn't strip him with a title. He's just going to, you know, recover, and then an interim title is going to be uh, crowned at Forbidden Door. Um, but, yeah, talk about terrible timing. Yeah, and that's uh, that's an interesting thing because, you know, uh, we talked about this while we were there, but, like, stripping the title is has become commonplace, right? But, like, when we were talking about it, we talked about, like, UFC doesn't do that. You, if you win a title and you're hurt, they make an interim champion. Unless yep, you're, yes you know, unless it's career ender or whatever, you know. But like, if you if you're hurt, you need surgery or time off for whatever reason until you're medically cleared. They they come up with an interim champ. And wrestling a lot of times tries to take things from UFC, and yep. most of it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, but this does. I have no problems with this because it builds a storyline within itself organically. Agreed. And, and then when it when Punk is back and healthy, you can then just do whatever you were doing. You don't have to move his storylines over to somebody else. You don't have to, you know, any of that sort of stuff. You don't have to have somebody hold the title for a few months and then Punk win it back and then Punk is two-time, you know, yeah. AEW champ or any of that. 
You just, you do it this way. There's a storyline building behind the scenes the whole time. You get stuff on TV with a champion and you get a good match afterwards. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I know some people were kind of like, he's not the champ. He mm-hmm. can't defend the title, like take it off of him. But yeah, you don't need to. I'm with you, especially because I don't know how long he'll be out. Right. Um, you know, if he's out three, four months, like, hey, no need to take the title off of him. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, that was like a, a real bummer. And, you know, people watching film and everything like that. They think he did it when he dove into the crowd on Dynamite on Wednesday. Because mm-hmm. uh, after he did the stage dive, he got back up on the ramp when he was waiting for FTR to come out. He yeah. started grabbing at his foot. Right. Um, man, just like, what uh, uh, like a, an awful murderer's row of a week for injuries and in wrestling. Oh, it's crazy. Um, you know, like we were talking about it the other day, like Roman slowing down. Uh, now apparently he's not going to be doing money in the bank either. Yeah. Um, you have both your main titles tied up with him, and they're not getting defended for like three months now. Like, uh, boy, you kind of painted yourself into a corner a bit there, I think. Yeah, it's, you know, what's what are they going to change? You know what I mean? Because, like, that's. It's... And, you know, like, you can't have, like, a secondary feud now, like Cody and Rollins to carry it. Because, right. I mean, Cody's out now. You know, it's. Right. Right, it's and it's tough. The, the the top of their roster is thin, and you know it's sort of the you live by the sword, die by the sword of not elevating any younger talent. So like Cody comes in this company and is immediately put on the posters, and is your number two or you know number one, number two babyface. He goes out. Well, everybody gets to slide up, but like who's there? It's interesting. Yeah, dude, I don't know. It's, uh, boy, what a mess. What a yeah. mess of a week for injuries. Right. I mean, obviously, I hope everybody heals up. I hope everybody's back yeah. in record time because all those dudes are pretty big names and a- pretty big prominent absolutely. positions. And, and it is a thing, and it's a problem with wrestling for a very long time, but these are the risks you take when the top of your card is filled with guys who are in their mid to late mid late 30s through early to late 40s. Sure. Shit happens. You know, your body, you, you got a bump card. And I'm not saying these guys are done. You know, they'll be back. They'll be fine. But it starts happening. You know, and like Cody's, I guess, happened while he was lifting, right? It was like an oh, yeah, It was yep. so, you know, and that's yeah, a, that's he was, a, he was just training. Yeah, right. That's a crazy injury. So, yeah. Oh, man. What a, what a wild week. Um, yeah. But I don't have anything else news-wise. Do, uh, do you have anything, or are you good? Uh, so I do have a thing which I could put, like, sort of when we talk about the episode, I guess. But but let's let's talk about it here really quick. Uh, about the... Um, about AEW performance this week, even though we're going to talk about AEW in a second. I just want to say that this. So they were the number one show on cable this week. Did you see yes, this? Yes, they were. Yep, I saw. Uh, did you see this? Did you hear about this? Did you see? Yeah, did you see this? Did you hear about this? Uh, <laughs> I pretty, did. Yes, pretty cool. You know, number one show on cable and satellite. Uh, I, I don't think they pulled the mill, but uh, no, you know, they didn't. But not competing but hey, against NBA or whatever else, and number one, number one on cable. So that's yeah. So look, look to uh, Warner Media to pull them off air because they're not performing well enough for them to be a viable entity for them to have on TV. Did you say not competing against NBA? Were they not? Or were no, they? NBA was on last night. Really? Yeah. Oh. 
Wow. Yeah, game three was yeah game three was last night. So yeah. they beat the game game three of the finals. See though, I think game three is not counted because game three is on broadcast now. Uh, like it's on, it was on ABC. I get it. Okay, so then it's not counted. So then, so technically yeah, they're they don't not. That in the cable. Yeah, then they are not competing for cable against exactly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, but yeah. still, that's. I mean, it's great. Good for them. Oh, I, I agree with you, man. I, yeah. hey, you know, NBA is a stiff competition, mm-hmm. and I think they pulled like nine hundred forty thousand against the NBA finals. So, kudos to them. Yeah. I was listening to a lot of podcasts this week talking about wrestling ratings. So I was. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little in that world, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, Conrad and Bischoff talked about uh, the one Nitro where Sting descended from the rafters and like pulled DDP up with him. Yeah, uh, and like how that was like one of the highest rated Nitros. And then Eric Bischoff like turned around to be like a douche. He's like challenging Tony Khan to come on the podcast, brother. Yeah. You got something to say about me? Oh, God. come on. Give the big man a call. And I'm like, oh, my God. Did, yeah, didn't he challenge him to a a fight, like a match or something? No, no, no. No, that, no but that reminded me when he wanted to fight Vince McMahon in the 90s. Yeah, right. <laughs> Vinnie Mac would have killed him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Karate bitch. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's get into some more wrestling. Um, so I figure we'll wrap it up. Last Friday morning was the finals of the New Japan Best of the Super Juniors. Okay. So we'll put a bow on that for the end. All right. Um, just a couple things that happened. I only watched one match on the whole show. Me too. But a co- couple things that happened. Um, Ace Austin officially joined Bullet Club. Crazy. Yep. That's that's a wild turn of events. For sure. Uh, especially for like how popular he seemed to be during that first run. Um, but him also joining Bullet Club makes me feel like there's a bit of an agreement in place for him to come back over. I would think so. Um, so yeah, yeah I and think... I saw the the beatdown video with Alex Zane, where Zane's like, "What's going on, man?" You know. Yeah, they then... kept calling it bullshit club. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then they just beat the tar off of him, and El Fantasma stole his socks. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. So hey, good for him. I think he's found a nice little home there and plus yeah you know him being an impact the bullet club name there's bullet club guys in impact so right that'll always be a thing you know yeah it's uh you know it's a it's a good spot he had like hours long autograph lines and then they turn them which is hilarious um but uh you know getting a little you could tna could or tna impact could get a little uh little reverse nwo going on here where they can have bullet club and then bullet club usa Oh, there uh, you go. You know, instead of as opposed to NWO, NWO Japan. Uh, but who knows? But I think that's a good addition, man. Ace Austin, yeah. Ace Austin looked really good. One of, if not the breakout star of of the best of Super Juniors. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm still mad at Impact Wrestling for that shenanigan they pulled back WrestleMania week. Make me pay $15 for a show just to show it <laughs> on free TV like like five days later. Yes. No thanks. Um and then let's see. So what else happened on that show? Uh, Kenta finally came back, right after he, he, injuring everything. Yeah, he was only out for like a good six months, um, but he's finally back. He didn't wrestle or anything, but he's aligned with Bullet Club still. Yes. Um, and then uh, so Juice Robinson was scheduled to wrestle on the show. I'm sorry, who? But, oh, sorry. Rock hard Juice Robinson was a schedule. I'm not going to do the Luke Gallows rock hard. I'll blow my throat out. Um, 
but he was scheduled to wrestle on the show, but he's in Japan, and I guess he came down with, like, appendicitis. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, to the point where I don't know if he's going to wrestle Sunday at Dominion, which would be a real bummer. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the truthful rightful owner of the United States Championship came back, Sonata. Oh, he's good. back. He's, he's back, back and he's, healthy. He's back, ready to compete. He's back from a broken orbital. Um, so I think they made it a three-way at Dominion for the U.S. title from what I read. Oh, good. Um, which, you know, more on that later. Uh, and then, yeah, the finals of uh, the best of the Super Juniors, Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado. Uh, we got ourselves a three-peat, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi beat El Desperado. Yes. Um, was the match awesome? Sure was. Absolutely was, yes. Um, do I like the decision? Not really. Uh, yeah, so it's the fourth time Hiromu's won it, the third time overall, or third time in a row, which are both records. Uh, and we talked about this happening, the potential for this happening, saying that, like, how Japan is sort of into records. They like to set records for people who they feel deserve it. Sure. And listen, does Hiromu deserve it? Absolutely. Agreed. One but, of the best juniors of all time, all I time. think. Right. But uh, I think it does a bigger disservice to Desperado. Uh, Despy had a great run in the best of super juniors. And I just think he, you know, just could have went to him and, you know, maybe not. I don't want to say past anything because not that Hiromu's done. But, like, you could have elevated Despy up a little bit and, and you know, made another bigger star here. But, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And it seemed to be, like, the general consensus of uh, the fans. Yeah. Well, and I think in this match, I think Desperado looked better in this match than Hiromu did. I agree. So, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, but that seemed to be like the general uh, feeling was, you know, hey, this is the first time Best of the Super Juniors has felt important in a couple of years. Right. Um, why not go the route with Desperado? Yeah. Um, not that people are mad about Hiromu. It's more of a, hey, we kind of wanted to see Desperado with it, you know? Right. And that's the thing. That's an important point of this is that, like, yeah, Best of Super Juniors feels special for the first time in a while. This is the most of a Best of Super Juniors I've ever watched. And yes, Wheeler Yuta has a lot to do with that. Yes, the way Ace Austin was performing has a lot to do with that. But also, I was really able to sort of appreciate and attach myself to El Desperado. Yep. And again, the match is excellent. That It's not like, the end isn't like a, ah, shucks, they, they, this is what they did. It was just like a, okay. I mean, this is one I wouldn't have done, but I get it. I get where they're yeah. coming from. They want to put a, you know, this puts Hiromu's name even further in the history books forever and ever. Um, but, you know, do you can you get Despy back up to this level? Because this is the second time he's lost the best of Super Juniors final to Hiromu. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, do you, you know, is it believable next year to get Desperado back up to that level to get to get a win? Or do you just hope that there's enough coming off of his great performances that he's already elevated? I don't know. Interesting choice. Um, New Japan is still trying to work out and straighten out some of their suspect booking over the last two or three years. So, Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, but overall, best of the Super Juniors, I had a blast watching the tournament. Yeah, ton of fun. Um, you know, gave us a lot of good wrestling over the last uh, couple weeks. So I'll never complain about that. That's right. for sure. If you, put, if you give me... Like two or three L. Lindemann matches a week to watch, I'm not going to complain. 
Yeah, oh, the old, the old Linda man. Listen, he didn't win, but that doesn't mean that Linda Minamania isn't still running wild. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'll forever run wild in our hearts, that's right. for sure. Yeah, and plus, Taguchi put his asshole on just about every single person he, <laughs> he wrestled in, in this tournament. So he, everybody got a taste, baby. Uh, on, on, on the road to <laughs> wrestling. On, on the road to wrestling Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door. What? Hey, speak it into existence. That's what I would say. That's right. Um, so I did watch two matches from uh, Hell in a Cell. Okay, one we already talked about with right. Cody and Seth, just because I I wanted to see the spectacle. Okay, um, and then the other match I watched was a it opened the show. Thank God, triple threat of Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch versus Oscar. Okay, they're um, opening I, the show with this now, huh? Yeah, okay. um, I saw that on the on the card, and I go, you know what? I like all three of them. I'm definitely going to watch that. Sure. Uh, and it did not disappoint, man. It was awesome. Yeah, good. Um, Asuka is still, like, the coolest, yes. and I love her so much. Uh, Becky Lynch is, like, top of the, top of the game yeah. still. Bianca Belair is an absolute star. Uh, the three of them, they killed it. Great chemistry. It was so much fun. Uh, there was a part of the match where Asuka looked like she was just throwing rapid-fire spinning back fists at Becky Lynch. Nice. It was they, uh, uh, it was awesome. They messed up Oshka's name on that same spot where they messed where they put Seth Franklin Rollins too. Oh, what they put Oshka's name as? Uh, Ashul, A S H U L E. It was Bianca uh, Belair versus Ashuli versus Becky Lynch. Oh well, that's fun. This was at the for the Sun, WWE Sunday Stunner at the Hard Rock Live at the ETS e- Arena, Atlantic sure. City. Oh boy. Um, they advertise. Yeah. They advertise Bianca Belair versus Ashuli versus Becky Lynch. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Franklin Rollins, <laughs> and the Usos versus the New Day for oh. August fourteenth. Oh well, that's fun. Um, yeah, Ashuli, my favorite uh, wrestler. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a really good match. I thought yeah. they kind of tore it down a bit. Yeah. And uh, maybe you're happy to watch like women's wrestling that was you know very good. Ooh. As opposed, to, That's a as, opposed, as opposed to some other things. Shooting, um, brother. So I guess we'll get right into AEW Rampage. Yes. Uh, you know, Rampage. The, you had the uh, Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers um, kicking off the show. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, it was wild, straight up. It was pretty wild, not going to lie. Uh, yeah, it, insane pace of this match. They, there was no rest holds, brother. No. <laughs> No, and like this is like uh I liked it. Like if you're gonna this is the kind of thing like, you know, it's the I think moving too fast for the Bucks to get overly pretentious in their spots. Um so yeah, I dug this match. I thought this was good. Yeah, I did too. Um I was way into it. I liked the uh Penta pulling a page out of Ricky Morton's book with the assistant Canadian destroyer. Because hmm. um, we all know Ricky Morton made that move famous. I thought I thought you were going to say that Pento was pulling a page out of Ricky Morton's book by going home with a bunch of ladies from ringside at that night. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> God bless you, Ricky Morton. Ages, uh, ages may vary. Oh boy, <laughs> that's that's a shoot hoot. <laughs> um, then you had uh, the Team Taz Squashola. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Uh, you know, the match literally ended while they were cutting their video package yep. promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured that got rushed for time just because they didn't know how long Punk was going to go. Right. That makes sense. So I figured it was just like, hey, get in, get out. Just, you know, what it go? A minute, if yeah. that? 
Um, but I'll always watch them beat people up. That makes me happy. Sure. Um, yeah. Then you had the you know the punk announcement, which again sucks a lot. Right. I didn't rewatch it. Uh, but yeah, we watched it. The, the wrestler. Uh, in between the most unbelievable parts of the wrestler, that was when that fell. So. Yeah. So was, uh, if you and if you've ever if you've never seen the wrestler, the most unbelievable part of the movie, the wrestler, is when a group of men tell Marissa Tomei, uh, a naked Marissa Tomei, uh, that they that she's uh, not good, essentially too old and not good looking enough to get it, for them to get a dance from her. Uh, you know, I I could understand that wrestling may you know may not be on the up and up. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Turning down Marissa Tomei, that's that's pure lunacy. Uh, tell you what, Marissa Tomei puts me on the up and up. You know what I mean? No, what do you mean? You know what I mean. No, explain. Uh, I mean that it makes me very happy. It 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 it's it works like uh, it increases serotonin levels in my brain, and it makes me happy. We'll go with that. Thank you. Um, things been, that make me. I've things, been drinking. <laughs> things that make me happy. The next match: <laughs> Athena versus Kiara Hogan. Oh, Kiara Hogan. Uh. Yeah, she got a couple assets there, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. You're going to start a grease shelf now, aren't you? Going to need more than a shelf, partner. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I thought Athena looked really good in this. Yeah, it's good to have her back, man. She was. Remember how good she was when NXT's women's division was the best wrestling division on the planet? I sure do. And, um, uh, she was yeah. laying her shit in. Certainly was. Um, she hit the O face. They are going to call it the O face. Did they call it that on commentary? They did. Yep. Okay. I'll recall it that. All right. So that's what we're going with. All right. Um, why not? And then, uh, it's super yeah. impressive. I love it. Oh, I love it too. Kira Hogan a little bit like, I don't know. So I feel it gets lost a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, it was, it was serviceable, you know? Yeah. There's a, is a perfectly fine TV match. There's a reason why she's just a, like a, a hench, a hench person for, a star like that's a good spot for her you know yeah um so you know i i every week i see them i enjoy the baddies with jade a little more like i like what they're forming with them uh and how it evolves so i also enjoy the baddies for all the right reasons yes um and then yeah main event was uh scorpio sky beating dante martin um again i didn't really pay too much attention to the match just because i knew scorp was kind of injured yeah um but yeah that was that was your quick hour of rampage it was a quick hour of rampage um yeah and it was it was good uh i think the opener was was stole the show and uh, set a pace that perhaps the rest of the show could not match which for us to say that about a young bucks match is something special you know like while i was watching it i was thinking boy this is a bucks match that i like enjoy yeah and then I thought about their match against the Hardys at the pay-per-view, and I'm like, man, that's the one that I absolutely hated. Yes. Um, well, good so, news, Brad. Boy, are they polarizing. Well, yeah. <laughs> More on this, because now we're going to get into Dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, so we kicked it off with the Battle Royal. There was a bit of confusion after the Punk announcement. Right. Um, so on Saturday, Tony Because Tom of Chris Jericho. Like, can we just blame Jericho for, sure, we for could, just uh, being loaded uh, on commentary and yelling whatever he wants? I'll blame him for a lot of things. Okay. Um, so I think they announced. Oh boy, uh, I knew where that's going. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh-huh, yep, yep. Getting, getting some primetime TV coverage. You know what I mean? Uh, sure is. Um, 
So they announced Saturday, they put out the statement that the on Dynamite, it's going to open up with a battle royal. The winner of that battle royal would go on to face John Moxley in the main event of Dynamite. Whoever wins that match uh, will go on to the main event of Forbidden Door for the interim AEW Heavyweight Championship. Yes. So there it is, because, laid out Thursday. Right. Because New Japan you know, is was, running. There's some confusion. Right. And New Japan's running a, a, a similar, same thing Tanahashi versus Goto, Hiroki Goto. Yeah. Yeah, so this so this Sunday at Dominion, it's going to be Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto. The winner of that will face the winner of uh, on the AEW side of things. Yes, I'll say for now. Yes. Um. So Battle Royal happens. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought it was pretty good. We were yeah. here coming back it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, at the end, got down to Kyle O'Reilly versus We Were Yuta. Yeah. I was like, for I'm thinking, man, please go with Yuta. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly got the win. Right. I think it's deserved Kyle O'Reilly. And they explained it in a promo backstage, like he's been on a tear lately, which he really is true. Has. Yeah. I think they're positioning him to be a main player in ring of honor. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I like I, that. I think they're trying right. to beef him up in singles on TV now so that he can be sort of be Cole's heaters on AEW but a singles run, maybe even at the top of Ring of Honor when it comes back. I don't. Did Kyle O'Reilly win, have the Ring of Honor title? I think he did. Did he? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he he had it before. Yeah. Uh, but I I like that idea. Um, yeah. you know, Swerve during the match eliminating That's, Keith Lee. Getting, yeah, Swerve heel turning already. I like it. Me too. I I'm into. I it. like it, and I think that you put the TNT strap on him. Uh, as soon as you can. And I know that there's other plans that we'll talk about in a bit, uh, but you cannot keep Swerve not strapped up for long. Um, Man, it's tough because I feel like now if him and Keith Lee are going to feud, yeah. I don't know if you could put some henchmen with Swerve a bit. Okay. Because uh, you can get some mileage out of Swerve and Keith Lee. That's for what's sure. Co- what's Cousin Tahuti doing? Well, Okay. I'll I'll take cousin Tahuti. I won't take the dollar king though. Okay. <laughs> okay. He can fine. stay away from my he television can, yeah, forever. He can keep taking nude pictures with his children-sized replica belts in super oh, super eight God. motels around the greater Atlantic City area, oh. and Swerve and Tahuti can be on national TV every Man, week. What a loser. <laughs> um. So then after, <laughs> hold on. I, there's a couple other things that in this in, in this battle role that I really liked. Uh, Kingston is wildly over. Oh well, yeah, and crazy. Yeah, I know that everyone knows this, and I'm just repeating it every week. But like, it will never not be crazy to me because of seeing Eddie Kingston for as long as I've seen Eddie Kingston wrestle, and to hear an arena pop for him as much as they do. Yeah, like I would say, what number three babyface in the whole company right now? Particularly, um... particularly with Punk being hurt. Who's your top three? Oh, uh, well, all right. Now you're gonna put me on that spot. Well, I mean, hey, we okay. have to. Uh, baby faces in the company right now. Uh, I think you go Moxley at number one because Danielson and Punk are out. Same. Uh, uh, number two is probably Hangman. Okay. And number, I, I would put Eddie number three. Uh, I think if Danielson comes back, it, there would be a good fight between the two of them to see who's. The bigger baby face. 
uh, okay, see, with the fans. My, but yeah, my one, two, and three are the same, except Moxley one, Kingston two, Hangman three. Okay, that that's where I'm at with things. All right, um, but you, you can't go wrong any, with any of those guys. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eddie, uh, you know, getting into it with the Jericho Appreciation Society right in the Battle Royal. Right. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, um, Eddie wearing the red, I thought was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then also support for Akira Tally. Uh, not that we'll get this now because of what happened, but I liked the Archer Keith Lee bit. I did too. I thought that was real good too. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to do Archer Keith Lee. That's good for a one off for, or two off for a couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, But now, you know, they ain't going to do that. Um, no, certainly not. But and also uh, Takeshita and Hobbs laying them in, dude. I I said last night I wish that they would have let Eddie and Takeshita in the middle of the ring and yeah. everybody get out of the way for sure. Uh, but yeah, those two really laying it in on each other. You know what would be interesting? And so I know Brian's out with the concussion, and I know blood and guts is coming up. Mm-hmm. But but we also know on line and a lot of companies put a lot of weight into this but we know that eddie's been sort of hanging out with Takeshita behind the scenes seems to be mentoring him a little bit uh he gave him the four pillars t-shirt nobody tell mark pickering um (laughs) but uh it'd be interesting if blood and guts comes around and like moxley's obligated right sure santana and ortiz are gonna be there yep but what if to boost the kid to you know, to like they need another person and boost this kid up who Eddie has a sort of a relationship online and they put Takeshita into it. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm not saying this is some sort of wild prediction. But I think that would be really cool because that kid is gonna be a fucking star. And also he's bigger than Hobbs, which is crazy. He is bigger than Hobbs. You're right. I'd be way into that. Yeah. That'd be oh, you know man, that'd be sick. Like just just to elevate him up, you know, like yeah, you know, even if he doesn't, you know, he can get a couple stuff in and then get get jumped by the you know more experienced people and not do a ton of stuff. But you can, if you wanted to, I think you could slip him in there with the storyline of like Danielson doesn't want to be a part of this because Eddie's unhinged, Mox is obligated, Santana and Ortiz, and Ortiz are obligated. Well, who else is there? Oh, well, there's this young kid that has taken a liking to Eddie, who also sort of wants to up his stock a little by beating up on Jericho a bit. I'd be into that. Yeah. All right. I like the way you think, sir. Thanks, pal. Um, but yeah, Battle Royal overall, I thought was a, a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, Andrade with the coolest low blow in the history of low blows. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good time. Though. Do you um, think, oh, I mean, obviously they didn't know that this was happening, right? Um, but do you think that anything that O'Reilly winning this, and I know I, I've proposed the Ring of Honor stuff, but do you think him winning this has anything to do with how him and Darby almost stole that pay-per-view? Um, you know what? From what I, like, was angled, like, during the Owen Hart tournament, they said that there's they have big plans for O'Reilly. Okay. Um, As they should. As they should. You know, he's kind of putting cool guy Kyle uh, in, in the ground here. Yeah. So we that's what we like to see. Yes. Um yeah, no camping trips to the middle of nowhere with a Beverly brother. Yeah, with with a with a Crow Magnon. Yeah, I guess a Beverly um, son, but whatever. Ugh. A Beverly so nephew. A- whatever. <laughs> so after they announce uh a new title. Yes. DJ, well we're we're all- told that Punk's surgery went well. 
So yes. rest up, pal. Yeah. Rest up, Charles. We, we need you, Phil. Yeah. Um. So they announced a new title, the All Atlantic Championship. Yes. Uh, they announced a tournament for it. Everybody in the bracket is all from outside of the United States. Yeah. Um, I feel like most of the reaction to this online was negative. Yeah. Uh, you know. I think it was because people were like, oh, here comes the trios titles. Right. I I think this belt looks great. I do too. I will forever stand by the fact that they are not introducing trios titles until Kenny's ready to be back. No, Tony Khan has pretty much come out and said that right. at this point. Um, And I, even when I they started, I was like, oh, another title. Okay. But I've been thinking about it. And you and I talked about it. And I see a lot of people... I see a lot of people ragging on it because it's the All Atlantic title and it has the Japanese flag on it. Sure, uh, whatever. I get it. Nitpick, whatever. People, it's really, it's really in right now to like make fun of Tony Khan for doing a bunch of blow and doing crazy shit. <laughs> uh, and listen, it's not that I haven't partaken, partook in that same uh, ribbing, if you will. In the blow? Uh, no, not definitely not in the blow. Uh, <laughs> I'd be having a much better time if that was the case. But <laughs> oh boy. Uh, when they showed that this was for international stars, that that's sort of where they're going with it. The bracket is they they emphasize the 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 origin country of the people in the tournament. Yep. Um, I thought that was cool, and like I said to you uh, via text, like it this could be their intercontinental championship, and the TNT and TBS titles will be the TV titles. Yeah, like they should be. I agree. Like. You know what, man? Like, we came up in the era where it was like, okay, WWF, you had the WWF title. Yes. The Intercontinental title. The European title. the Like, the hardcore title. Right. The tag titles. Like, there's really not that much different. Well, I and, mean... And here's the thing that I was thinking about, too, with this, is that Tony Khan is a, is a money mark, absolutely, right? And he comes from an era of wrestling that we're very familiar with. And it's, I think Adam brought it up last week on At Odds. We've brought it up on here a whole bunch um, you know, this style of wrestling is new to a lot of this audience because WWE has been around for 20 some years by themselves. Right. Sure. Sure. But back in the, when, when we were younger growing up, what happened when you lost the intercontinental title? You were put in line for a shot at the world heavyweight title. Right. Have they yeah. done that with the TNT title at all? No. No. Which, which. We will address later because I thought somebody who said something about the title was very clear and it made me very happy with one of the things he said. Right. But, like, if you want to say that the TNT title is supposed to be that Intercontinental title spot, they're not treating it the way the Intercontinental title w was when it was at its best, right? Um, the Intercontinental title is not as prestigious. That's, like, one of my, if not my favorite American title belt of all time. Sure. The you know I love the IC belt, but when Absolutely. it meant something, the, you know, the workers' title, right? Brother. It was the workers' title, and then you would that you would do that, and then you would lose it, and you would get your shot in the main. Um, it was the it was the title that you you got to prove that you could draw. Yeah, and the TNT belt just isn't that. It's it is treated even without a IC type type strap. The TNT title is treated like a TV title, which is fine. The TV title is awesome. 
Absolutely. You know, the WCW television title was have some of my favorite matches. You want to watch Ultimo Dragon wrestle William Regal over the TV yep. title? You go right ahead and you will enjoy yourself like crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, like, look at that TV title. You had, like, Arn Anderson, Dustin Rhodes, right. William Regal, Ultimo Dragon, right. Dean Malenko. Like, that right. title meant something. You had a Stunning Steve wrestling Ricky yeah, Steamboat Stunning Steve, it. exactly. You know, like, Perfect. that. that's a cool title. That is a true lower to mid-card title. And the IC belt can go at the top. It can go to international talent. And you can also, if you wanted to, use take that champion and send them to other promotions around the world to promote. You know, they said on this episode of Dynamite that AEW is the number one pro wrestling program in the United Kingdom. Yep. Yeah. Well, get your get your All-Atlantic title holder and send them to Rev Pro for, for sure. a week or two. You know, send them to another promotion in Europe. Send them to New Japan. Like, you know, let's start treating it like that. Send them to NOAA. Let's, you know... You can also go that route. So you have the potential yeah. for a true old school one step before the main title championship and or a title that you can actually treat internationally and help yeah. spread your talent and your name around the globe. I think there's a ton of potential. I think the belt looks fucking great. I do too. And I know I think Tony Khan in the past has said like we don't want to just throw a bunch of titles out and whatever, whatever. Shit changes. Uh, I thinking about it, like it. Uh, I do it, too, man. I, I like titles. I'm, I'm a I'm a belt right. mark. You can call me, I guess. But like, right. more titles the better. I think. I uh, I love wrestling for stakes, not right. just for for wrestling's sake. Sometimes, so uh, I'm about it. And right. you know, you had the first match, uh, Pac versus Buddy Matthews yes. last night, um, yeah. which boy did those two tear the house down. Yeah, and this is Buddy's singles debut in AEW. It sure is which is crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, those two went nuts on each other. Yeah, this match was kind of, awesome. Kind of figured that was going to happen, you Yeah, know? this match got a fuck yeah out of me, man. I love this. Yeah, man, I did too. Uh, Pac won, so Pac's moving on to the next yep. round. Yeah. Um, and they have announced for Rampage this Friday, Miro versus Ethan Page. Yeah, and that's cool. Canada, Canada and yeah. I don't know, where Miro from Bulgaria? Bulgaria, yep. So the other thing too is, and this is a complaint that I, that I see about AEW a lot and something that I've talked about, not as a complaint, but like there's a lot of people in AEW right now that can have a title that doesn't because there's the main one and there's the TNT one. Sure. You know, like uh, for how over he is, it's weird that Darby doesn't have gold around his waist most of the time. Yeah. Miro. That promo that Miro cut last week. Oh, for sure. I think Miro is a could probably you know be the front runner to win this belt because he's he's in coming in hot you know uh but uh the pack is another great example there's a lot of guys in this company that could have the main belt but you have to that that's gonna be locked up in storyline yeah so yeah i mean so let's strap up some of these fan favorite guys yeah so that you know you can start Giving them a little bit of a push and a little bit of, you know, you can't have the main belt because what they we do like, as they should, a more long-term extended world championship booking. Sure. And this gives them that. This gives more for your Darby and whoever else who are probably a little beyond the TNT title for what the TNT title has become. Because it's sort of settled, sadly, further down than it was introduced as. 
Yes, um, more, more on that in a little bit. <laughs> but, like, you know, that gives that. for Because, you know, uh, some of these guys, it almost could seem like a backstep for them to get the TNT title when they're main eventing Dynamite's just not for the main belt. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the guys that are in this tournament. You have Pac, Buddy Matthews, Miro, Ethan Page, uh, Penta, Malachi Black, and then the fourth match, it's going to be two. They haven't announced the uh, competitors yet, but it's they're both going to be from New Japan. Right. And that's awesome. You know, so I think that's a cool, like, that's right. a cool little thing to have. There's a lot of big names there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, and, yeah, I thought Pack Buddy Matthews killed it. Great match. Awesome and I was match. Like, I was like, please run that back immediately. Yeah. Shocking. Um, Shocking that t- those two dudes would would have a great fucking match. Yeah, right? Yeah. Who who to thunk? Yeah. Um, I'll so tell you who ab- didn't think, but whatever. Oh boy! Um, so after this, uh, Trent Trent Beretta is in the ring. Oh, you're skipping the Ken- the Kingston promo, brother. Oh yeah. Uh, I thought it was like, all right, I love it at Kingston. Okay, but like two weeks in a row, we have people be like, "Don't count me down," like you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, Man. like. It yeah. could have been anybody doing it. I would have been like, oh, all right. At, like, at least on. Kingston's is believable. Uh, but it sets up Kingston versus Jake Hager, where Hager's going to take a big old L on a rampage. Yeah, you, no, you're, you're not saying right. It's Jake Hager. Hager. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully Kingston squat, gives him the old squash hole. Yeah, please. I hope so. Um, so, yeah. So then after that is Trent in the ring. Yeah. Talking about, you know, Rapungi Vice and how it felt good to be back together and how they never lost the match yeah. to FTR, uh, to which FTR comes out and said, you know what? You're right. Like, you have uh, you have rights to a rematch. Yeah, we know Rocky's not here. And thanks to Will Ospreay's little bitch boys in the United Empire, you know, you yeah. didn't win and that's not fair to you. Uh, interesting uh, enough, when on commentary they said like or, – or maybe he said it in the thing or on commentary they said it, but it was like Trent's partners in Japan – and I got real excited, and I was like, "Wait, what? Why is Chucky e. T in Japan?" Oh, is Chuck, I'm like, "Is Chucky e. T showing up at Dominion to challenge someone for Forbidden Door? This is going to be awesome. Sure. Is Chucky e. T going to be hanging out with his best friend Okada again?" Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, Rocky, because yeah. Rocky still has like administrative duties." Yeah, yes, he does. There. Yeah, so. I was sad because they're like, "Oh, he was like, oh, it's National Best Friends Day, and none of my best friends are here." Yeah. Which I thought was like, oh, is this going to be like a weird Trent heel turn? Like, maybe maybe OC know. and Chuck E.T. are in Japan to challenge. You know? God, I hope OC so. OC wants to go to Dominion um, to, to challenge Taguchi, and he just wanted to make sure that he doesn't go. get a butthole on him yet. So he brought Chuck <laughs> E.T. with him. A good backup. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then all of a sudden, uh, music hits, the New Japan symbol, and out comes Will Ospreay. Yes. Oh, me, oh, my. Um. I know Osprey's a very polarizing figure to a lot of people. Sure. Uh, I, for one, I like Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's kind of jaw-jacking with the guys in the ring. And then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, other members of the United Empire appear. It was Aaron Hanare and Ozzy Open. Yes. And they start they start beating down uh, mm-hmm. FTR and Trent. Ozzy Open hits their finisher. Um, Will Osprey comes into the ring Throws on the elbow pad and hits the just murdered Trent yeah. with the hidden blade. <laughs> yes, murders him. Um, so yeah, United Empire, we out here, baby. Dude, Aussie Open looked good. Uh, yeah, I agree. and I guess uh, the our our uh, our hero and personal best friend, not really, uh, Great Okan is back in Japan. 
Yes. Well, I saw an interview this week with Tanahashi talking about the Great Okan. Okay. And he goes, Great Okan, he's got everything for this generation and what this generation wants. Okay. I was like, and I'm, I'm like, okay, so he's definitely seen his Twitter activity. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so that'll set up a match that's happening tomorrow night of uh, FTR and Trent versus Osprey and Aussie Open. Yes, uh, I'm so, fine with that. Um, absolutely. Um, I thought that was a cool yeah. moment to have that happen and Osprey yeah. show up on TV. Right. So, so do you think that becomes at uh, Forbidden Door? We get Trent Osprey. Or do you think we get like, or do, what do we do? Like, where you know, this has to shake out somewhere. Trent, conceivably, Trent and Rocky versus, you know, somebody at Forbidden Door. I don't know. Yeah, do you do, do, I, you do four on four? Do you do Trent? Know. Do you do Rapungi Vice and FTR versus versus these four versus Osprey Hanare in Aussie Open, or do you do them versus Okan and Jeff Cobb in Aussie Open versus those four? Yeah, I don't know because I don't know what you're gonna have Osprey do. Because right. I feel like like a, a four man, like a six man or an eight man is like not that big of a deal for Osprey. Right. Yeah. Um, he's like a guy where I feel like oh, you kind of have to have him in a singles match. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I don't know. Who who knows? I know he's talked about like uh, Forbidden Door. And he goes, sure, like, it'd be cool to like wrestle Punk and Danielson. He goes, yeah. but he goes, give me Jungle Boy for ten minutes and let us tear it up. Yeah. You know, okay. he said, "Give me, give me Darby Allen for ten minutes and watch what we can do." Yeah. Um. So he's been kind of angling to like face like some of the homegrown guys okay. in a in AEW, which I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, the, um, I, I, there's there's rumors that Orange Cassidy's going to have a presence, and while I I like the tease that it's going to be him to Gucci, uh, you know, uh, let me just say I wouldn't mind watching Orange Cassidy versus versus Will Ospreay. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I'm with that so. man. Um, so next up was, uh, the hangman, Adam page, mm-hmm. his first appearance since losing the belt yes. going up against one, Mr. David Finlay. What a shame, dude. So at first I was real, like, uh, David Finlay. Yeah. Um, and Cam- then I saw Cameron the- Grimes looking motherfucker, <laughs> but then I saw the picture backstage of before the show of William Regal, David Finley, and Dean Malenko. Yes. And that made me real happy. Right. Fin- David um, Finley, son of, of legendary wrestler fit Finley. Yes. Uh, the man with one of the greatest entrance jackets in the history of professional wrestling. If you don't Absolutely. know it, look it up. Uh, um, the Belfast yeah. brawler, uh, Hornswoggle's adopted father, not his Who's, real uh, father. Who's the um who in your opinion, who's the better second generation David? Finley or Sam Martino? I knew you were gonna it, 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 that is never I will never answer that as David San Martino. David San Martino Never Never will I say David San Martino. Uh David Finley. Never. All right. Never, uh, ever, right. ever. Um I'll tell you what, man, I thought Finley looked really good in the match. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it was a good I match for sure. Like, so, Maybe it's because my expectations were kind of low because I'm not really like a David Finley guy. I always thought Juice Robinson carried that tag team tenfold. I'm sorry, who? Oh, sorry. Rock hard Juice Robinson. Thank you. Well, I mean, th- this was Thundertaker Juice Robinson. That's true. It was at that time. It was Thundertaker. I'm actually currently on my television watching Juice Robinson versus John Moxley from Wrestle Kingdom 14, I believe. Okay, so the the rematch or whatever it was. Yeah, this was when they did the two-nighter, and after this match, Suzuki comes out to challenge yeah, Mox. Right. I remember watching this live at your house at like 4 a.m. <laughs> with Chuck. That was a good time. That was a good time. 
Um, but yeah, I I thought the match was like pretty good. Yeah, it was good for I sure. Thought Phil, I thought Finley held his own. I thought yeah. Hangman looked great. Yeah. Um, so like up until this point, I was like, man, like the wrestling on this show has been like really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so afterwards, uh, Hangman says, you know, it doesn't look like I'm getting a shot at the AEW title anytime soon. That doesn't mean I can't challenge for a world title. Says he wants the IWGP title. Mm-hmm. Calls out Okada. Yeah. To which, you know, it's Crazy. like, okay, Cuckoo here beans. we go. Yeah. Um, and then Adam Cole quickly like, tries to cut it off and be like, no, no, no. You don't get to call your shots around here anymore. Um, to which, and, and, he, and I, I did like what Adam Cole said. He goes, plus, who even knows if Okada is going to be the champion by a forbidden door? He's got to wrestle Jay White on Sunday. Right. And I was like, good. I like that because it's an automatic foregone conclusion when you just challenge one guy. What Hangman should have said is whoever the champ is after mm-hmm. Sunday, I want them at Forbidden Door for that title. Right. Not just like, boom, Okada. Like, no, let's come right. on, man. But it, it, it is more of an impact for him to say Okada because, you know. Sure. But like, uh, people might know that name more than they know who's the current IWGP champion. You know, it's, but. Well, but, like, he could have said, like, whoever wins between Kazuchika mm-hmm. Okada and Switchblade J. White. You know, like, yeah. don't don't just, you know, I yeah. don't know. It's just, I, I'm nitpicky, but. Yeah, I get um, it. I have a feeling it's going to turn in to Okada and Hangman versus Cole and Switchblade at Forbidden Door. Oh, that is true, because Cole did say on commentary, he's like, yeah, I still got some friends over there in the Bullet Club. Uh-huh. Interesting. That's cool. Uh, That's, it's, again, I. We've we've armchair booked Okada a million and a half ways on this show. Uh, Okada versus just about anybody, you're guaranteed a good match. Uh, sure, him Hangman, I did not see coming, but as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm I'm a hundred percent here for this. Uh, but New Japan does like to book Okada in tag matches when it's not on their big shows. Yes, um, and that's fine, and it works, and Okada still gets absolutely. his shit in, and he still looks great, and he's still you know like arguably the greatest wrestler of new Japan of the last 15 years. So, yeah, I mean that you could have that image like of Okada and hangman celebrating at the end. Right. Yeah. And, and you could have that image of hangman staring at the belt. Right. You know, just to kind of like plant that seed. Cause right. I know Tanahashi already came out this week and said, you know, sorry about like punk and everything. He goes, yeah, let's see if you're, let's see if you're ready on January 4th for wrestle kingdom. Right. Which would so be amazing. Like, you know, like you could run that over there. You could right. run Okada versus right. Hangman and at Wrestle Kingdom. You also get a little bit of like a therapeutic win for Hangman because he was never respected yes. in the Bullet Club. So, exactly. Yeah. So I, I that's where I feel like they're going. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, uh, so next up, I have um, the Wardlow promo. Yes. Uh, Wardlow saying, you know, hey, Punk, heal up. Uh, you know, anybody who holds that belt, like you're our champion. You know, I'm not fighting over an interim right. title. Yeah, and said he, I, he like, got out of the – he requested specifically to be out of the Battle Royal. Yeah, because he wants to face Punk for that belt. Right. Which, again, a lot of people are like, oh, what's he doing? Why doesn't he just win the belt so then he can guarantee a shot? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird. Hold on. I have to cough real quick. Don't mind me. <coughs> Sorry. I had something in my throat. Let me take a sip of my Mountain Dew Major Melon. Hmm, a sponsor of the soon renamed it. I don't know. Not really. Um, I wish it was. Yeah. So, Wardlow uh, talks about that, you know, tells Punk to heal up. But he says, you know what, though? 
He goes, I do have my eyes on another championship in this company, a championship that used to mean something and was, he- and was held by people mm-hmm. who you know I hold in high regard, and they held this title with pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, you know, says he wants that TNT title, which you and I talked about it. Yeah. I think it was Saturday we were talking about it. I said, yeah. if Sky's hurt, have Wardo come out, boom. Power bomb one two three new yeah. champ. It's it's the right all move. you need to do. Yeah, it's it's the right move. Um, you know, and he he even sort of says like, you know, heal up because I want you at full strength too or whatever. But I think you can. I think you could work it where Scorp is like, this guy's nothing. I can yeah. beat him on one leg and then squished. Yeah, it could kind of be like, oh, Wardle, you just been beating up security guards yeah. like. Right. You know, I'm the real deal, and that just boomed out. Right, one, but it, one, it is a sad perfect. state, like, uh, and again, it's not anything they can control, but both of their singles titles are on injured men right now. That, that sucks. It sucks. It, it's a dude, hard what, thing what, to have to deal with. You, you can't do anything about it. Right, and the, the going interim title for the world title in a tournament sort of style to, get, to find an interim champ, the right move for the TNT belt is to... Move it off somebody. Move it on to somebody else. Uh, and Scorp already had his his time with it. Uh, where else are you going to work him into this thing? Him and Sammy killed this belt, though even a little bit further. Uh-huh. Uh You know, give Scorp <laughs> give Scorp a action figure with his custom belt. Let yep. Wardlow win it. Let Wardlow win it. It's green. Maybe with like an open knife wound in it or something. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, uh, Wardlow with the TNT strap is the right move. It makes all the sense in the world, so yeah. they need to make it happen. Yes. Um, so then uh, you have the little promo with the Bucks talking backstage. Oh, you skipped You skipped Marky. Oh, yeah, that's right. Marky's like, oh, you ripped up documents on television. So if you don't want to pay in a court of law, you're going to have to pay by facing 20 security guards next week. Right. So just are pop- you not are you not sports entertained? Just popped into my brain here. Literally just right now. What if Wardlow faces the 20 guys, right? And if, obviously he's going to kick the shit out of all of them, right? But what if he beats those 20 guys, but it's, you know, it takes a bit and he's, and that's after that is when Scorp comes out and is like, I'm still hurt, but if you want this title, you got to take it from me right now. And you're like, oh shit, hurt Scorp versus Wardlow, who, even though they're just security guy jobbers, still he's tired. He still had to beat up 20 of them. Maybe one or two of them were big enough to get it, get a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. And if not, he just delivered conservatively 60 power bombs. Um, Scorp, yeah. Scorp comes out thinking he has the advantage, and Wardlow just squashes him, too. I can get into that. Yeah, let's, so, let's do that. That ends the marquee thing with that and moves on and then gives Wardlow a belt. Wardlow does an open challenge or whatever, and he starts wrestling some matches. Or works, he or he does an open challenge and just starts keep squashing nobodies until whatever. Until somebody comes along to actually give him a fight. Yes. Um so next yeah, so next I have then was the Bucks. Yeah. Um doing their little interview. The Hardys walk in and they're like, You shouldn't leave your door open, you know, we beat you. And then Jurassic Express with Christian walks in and again they're like, Oh, shouldn't leave your door open because we're the champs and uh, next week we're getting a three-way ladder match for the or for the tag titles. Uh, 
cool. Um, we're getting another segment where the tag champs are the third wheel. Yeah. We talked and, about this yeah. uh, with Joe. I think Joe talked about it on At Odds. We talked about it in person when we were watching. We talked about it on this show. The the thing the Swerve and Keith Lee and Team Taz with Jurassic Express was Jurassic Express thrown into the feud that Swerve and Lee and Team Taz were having. And now they're the Bucks and the Hardys are having a feud that they just they they, they did on the pay-per-view. They're trying to figure all that out. And now they're throwing Jurassic Express into that feud too. Yep. That's how little they matter as champions. Yeah. Um you wonder, is this where Christian's going to turn on Jungle Boy? Uh, who knows? Like, who knows? But um, I was just like, oh, cool. Let's throw a, a, an openly banged up Jeff Hardy into a ladder match. Right. Why not? Sure. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Um, so next up, I have uh, the uh, Women's Championship match. Yes. The very random women's championship match. Yeah, this was like I, I was watching this late, and I texted you when this happened. When, when they announced this during the battle royal, I was like, "Marina Shafir is the best they can muster up to face Thunder Rosa for the title." Yeah, like, and a lot of people were given AEW shit this week for their ranking systems. And uh, from the beginning, I've called this out as problematic because eventually there's going to come a point where you're backed into a corner and you got to fudge some numbers and move some bodies around. That does not make sense in a ranking system. Sure. And they got called out on that with Moxley. Yes. Because of people had going on, you know, 10, 12 match winning streaks on dark, which are supposed to count, but then Tony Khan's excuses, well, significance, well, who decides the significance and what level of significance outweighs a, a, how many matches in a winning streak, you know, all that sort of shit. Um, and it's just the, the flaw in a system of having a ranking system in something that isn't real. Um, and this yeah, is also real. sort of one of those. How the fuck did Marina Shafir earn a title shot? Yep. <laughs> and the thing is, if it wasn't, if there wasn't a ranking system, then it doesn't fucking matter. People get title shots all the time. But because there's a ranking system, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it's weird. I think the last two televised Marina Shafir matches were both title matches. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you have this match. Um, I described it as them awkwardly knocking, like, the shit out of each other. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't terrible it was better than i thought it was gonna be but it still wasn't like good <laughs> yeah i agree uh, uh it's the, just one of those like the ending's never in doubt right the crowd doesn't care no uh, it's, your, it's your typical 9 30 uh right women's match marina shafir's shoot style doesn't work here yeah uh it doesn't work on tv it doesn't work with this audience maybe it would if she was better at it uh i think the problem is a horrible name for her because she cuts the promo and she's like, try and solve me. I'm the problem. I'm like, no, 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 no. When you get in that ring, you're a problem. And the problem <laughs> is I can't get to my remote fast enough. Um, but um, ting. Uh, it doesn't work, but this match serves a different purpose. Yeah. Um, Thunder Rose is celebrating afterwards. Marina Shafir starts laying her out and puts her in like a weird leg lock. And uh, Tony Storm makes the save. Yes. And when Tony Storm makes the save, Tony Storm kind of picks up the title, looks at it, hands it over to Thunder Rosa. Yes. So I guess we're getting um, 
face versus face, and I do mean the face. The face. Of, uh, of AEW. Yeah. Um, for the women's title next, I guess. Uh, um, listen, I know sure. <laughs> we've discussed these things. We've talked about face versus heel and face versus face and what works and what builds and whatnot. I'm just happy that Thunder Rosa is getting an opponent where they can go all out. Like this is a Rosa's not had, has not been given a very good deck to play with for, with this women's title so far. Yeah. Some, some, some hiccups. The her and deep match at the pay-per-view was, was good. It but, was, but the lead up is rough. The, the, yep, you know, very rough. everything in between is, is rough to bad to, to worse to drizzlings. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. But you know this is a uh, okay, and you know reports of Rosa being behind the scenes upset, but not willing to talk about it. And if that's true. It's true. If it's not, it's not. Can't believe any of that shit. Yeah. But if Rosa and Tony Storm don't get in that ring and have a fucking banger, then it's irreparable. Agreed. Hundred percent agreed. Then it's um, then it's definitely time to figure out who's next and move on. Yeah, which is sad because Rosa's super over. Right, and Rosa is good. But like yeah. this is she's finally getting an opponent that that she should have a banger with. Hundred percent. So, I I agree. Hundred percent. Um, so let's. So see. yeah, uh, main event time. Uh, you you're skipping one of my favorite parts of this show, sir. What was it? Uh, Big Stoke referencing Keith Sweat in a promo. Oh yes, he <laughs> sure did. Oh, Big Stoke and uh, Kristen Highlander. Yes, the, yeah. the girl with the big head in the from another planet or every yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Kristen yeah. Highlander. Yeah, interesting. Um, hey, whatever. Hey, man, I'll take a Keith Sweat reference. You're you're right about that. Right. <laughs> who who am I to skip over Hot Goldberg? Right, exactly. You know, just my, want to bring my that apologies. Out. And listen, I'll tell you what. And I've said it before. Uh, uh legit. Uh, big a big fan of Jade. When she comes on TV, I'm interested. I like the little cut the shit Tony. Like she's she's she, every week you can see her grow and find herself. She's gonna learn. So like what she learns from Dragon and Dustin and whoever in the ring before these shows, she's also gonna learn from a guy like Stoke the other side of the business. Oh the, sure, the talking Absolutely. side of it. She has so many good teachers and talented people around her, and their obligation isn't to teach her, but she's gonna pick up shit. And really catch it. And it's going to be really cool to see. Because she's already getting so much better. And I just, you know, I'm super happy for this pairing. Uh, because, you know, the money was right and Stokes back. The damn right Stokes back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, main event time. Yes. Moxley versus Kyle O'Reilly for the uh, winner going on to Forbidden Door to fight for the interim AEW title. Indeed. Uh, this match was so good, man. Um, awesome. Yeah. They... I loved the uh, Mox going for the gotch. Uh, in the triangle choke? Oh, my Amazing. God, so smooth. That's my only note on this whole match because the rest of the match, I was just like, holy shit, this is cool. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, a great main event, uh, a really cool match. Uh, you know, Mox is winning, right? We we knew this from from, from uh, absolutely from from second one. We knew Mox was winning this. We've yeah. talked about it. You've talked about it. Uh, Mox getting the interim title and getting to have a belt for a little while on TV in front of a crowd because he was champ through pandemic and helped and yep. did great. But he hasn't had that full arenas, loud arenas 
being able to put a belt up over his head. So that's a good way to get it for him. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe people can start realizing that they don't need the oldest man on the planet, Bobby Fish. And let's put Kyle O'Reilly in singles singles pictures here because uh again uh, Adam Cole is a is a is a very talented wrestler a very over personality uh but man uh, 99 out of 100 I'd rather watch Kylo Re- Kylo Riley wrestle a singles match especially if he's having them like this I agree dude 100% uh you know when we used to talk about undisputed era who was like the best in ring mm-hmm. I would Say Kyle, like Adam Cole sometimes was number two, but most of the time was number three behind yes. Kyle O'Reilly and yeah. uh, Roderick yep. Strong. I'll tell you what, Kyle O'Reilly, one big thing for Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong is they don't have a dumb fucking finish like Adam Cole has. Well, um, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, and Cole's great, man. Cole is. Oh, I, yeah, no, yeah, Cole's awesome. Cole's a sure. very talented wrestler. He's super over. He's more personality than both of those guys. You know, yeah. knows knows how to get a crowd behind him or against him much more naturally than those dudes. But if Kyle O'Reilly's having matches like this and Roderick Strong can get wherever he's going to end up having matches like I know he's capable of. Absolutely. Cole's the number three. Easily, dude. Like, yeah. at least to me, the third, like, mm-hmm. most I'm interested in yeah. out of those right. guys. But and yeah. Cole, but also, just to be in fairness to Cole, Cole has also had more opportunities more recently on top. So we're also, you know, we've seen what he can do. Sure. And so, you know, there, it, while we've seen these guys too, having high-profile stuff like this is a little more new feeling for O'Reilly and eventually Roddy than it is for Cole. Yeah, because you know? I still feel like O'Reilly was robbed of that singles, like that really top singles run in NXT right. when he was having those like banger matches against uh, Finn Balor. Yeah, and then they sent him camping. Um, then it became Cool Guy Kyle. Cool Guy Kyle. Cool Kyle. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, that was the end of Dynamite. It was weird. Like I saw a lot of people like were saying how bad it, Dynamite that was I last saw night. Tony Khan, if you again, I do not recommend this in any way. Uh, but I'm uh, this week. I'm looking for any outlet possible to distract me. So, but if you look at the post that Tony Khan made about the ratings being number one, so many people with you know 13 followers and not their real picture on twitter are like oh that's weird because this was the worst dynamite i've seen in six months and this is this and that and the other thing and it's just like wait what do we not watch I, the same show this is a good part, dynamite yeah same like part of me's like uh did i miss something yeah you know like, especially because I that way into this that baltimore dynamite after the philly was definitely Ooh, the down that, one that was a real bad one. that was a down one man but this was good yeah, I, I thought so too. So, um, so interesting to see moving forward what's going to go down. Lots of lots of moving pieces, a lot of things getting shifted, lots of lots of math, lots of Steiner math to figure out, and for both companies, honestly, for for WWE as well to figure out who gets slotted into what spot to put asses in seats and keep keep these ratings up and whatever. Yeah, lots of shit going down for that. So yeah, man, we'll um, see. Absolutely. So uh, I guess we'll talk about what we did this past weekend. Yes. Uh, LVAC. A soon-to-be-named network outing. Yes, the soon-to-be-named network yeah. presents LVAC, presents Mahoning Drive, yeah. and presents Real Rumble It's, it's weird that it's, it's, it's almost a shame that it's such a hectic sort of everybody getting pulled in different directions because of people like us who have no responsibilities uh, on a weekend like this, but uh, versus someone like Joe who has multiple responsibilities, sure, uh, that we can't get everyone together and have a big, massive clusterfuck of a podcast. 
Oh man, we should do that. Uh, you know, a six-person oh, so cool. roundtable podcast about the Mahoning Real Rumble. Oh, uh, dude! All right, let's let's put that in the notes for next time. Okay. Let's just have everybody go all out. Everybody all right. gets a mic and say whatever you yeah. want. Okay. Um, so yeah, Friday uh, we went down to the Mahoning. Um, unfortunately, brother Doug sat the, sat out Friday. Yes. Under the weather, but right. Um, you know, uh, Friday, Friday. I'm trying to remember what happened Friday, other than Gummy Boar main eventing. I got the matches here, pal. Okay. Uh, first match was the Cannonball Brothers, Jeff and oh, Kit yes. Cannonball. Yes. The old Cannonball versus Pancakes. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Mahoning Lehighton, Pennsylvania, new legend Ron Voyage. Ah. Uh. Ron Voyage. I forgot about Ron Voyage. He was the guy when we pulled in and he like pulled in after us. I'm like, boy, is he a worker? Because he showed up pretty late. Right. Um, I think he was a replacement because Puff was supposed to be in this match. Yes. And Puff, not there uh, for undisclosed reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't have anything necessarily about the matches. Uh, but we're both big Jeff Cannonball fans. Uh Dude's looking good, uh, and uh, you know we saw pancakes last time. And Ron Voyage, what a wrestles barefoot, kept trying to put his feet on people. Oh, Ron Voyage! Uh, and we learned that that Jeff Cannonball does not like feet. No, he's he's not a foot guy. Yeah, um, yeah. So at this point, like we showed up and we were pretty much like, "Hey, what up, Tim? Right. What up, Adam?" And we yes. got to hang out. Joe came over, and we got to watch Bacabella. Just sell oh gimmicks left and right. That's, that's more important than the matches here. Uh, that's a fact. The uh, Sydney Bacabella at the merch table, uh, and I I listened last week to at odds, and that when somebody described, I think it was Joe described Sydney Bacabella as uh, Gary Hart in a wig, and it could not be more correct. Big fact. Um, he is just running a Gary Hart gimmick, and it's perfect. Yeah. Um. He is sitting at his merch table, and he's got the Macho Man sunglasses shirt, uh, or the if you if you're of a certain disposition, the Larry Sweeney Sweet and Sour sunglasses shirt, sure, uh, with Cindy Bacabella on it. And anybody who walks by, he is calling them out by the most simplest description, but mostly by what they're wearing. Hey, black hat. Hey, red shirt. Whatever. Yeah. Getting him over to the table correctly guessing their shirt size he's a master of his craft that's and for sure. then roping them into buying one of his t-shirts for twenty dollars he's he's a legend and, and it I goes love, like a i hey, love just you. standing there watching yeah hey you red hat what are you a medium it's like yeah i'm a medium good i got mediums 20 bucks <laughs> uh hey at that point you gotta go all right and, i guess and, and the most important thing of the night which is revealed to us when the matches start is that he sold the guy a t-shirt for his dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because uh, he was like, what size t-shirt does... The guy's like, I already, I have enough t-shirts and I want one. He's like, what size t-shirt does your dog wear? Yeah, he got the dog. <laughs> and he got the dog in the Cindy Bacabella t-shirt. Rightfully so. Um, a, a master of his craft. Uh, if I was an up-and-coming wrestler, if I was an old hat wrestler, I would position myself next to Cindy Bacabella and just sit under the learning tree. For many things. Yeah. Uh, well, for everything, really. But one of the main things is how to push your merch, man. 
Yeah, how and to learn to get uh, kicked out of the uh, WWF Hall of Fame. Twice. Twice. Uh, two times. Two, two times. times. <laughs> uh, Vince Jr. still owes him 750 bucks. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> um, and I think also the interesting thing about Bell is I think he also gets people over to the merch booth so everybody does better when he's there. Yeah. Because I mean, he hey, gets people he, engaged. He got gets, me last year. That's right, for sure. Gets their wallets open. And then the spending happens for everybody. So Bacabella is is a a very interesting creature and a a hell of a guy to watch uh, at these shows. And also very good that we're associated in some way loosely with Joe so that we don't get the hustle. Uh, Hey, I still got the hustle last year. I got got. That's true. You got got. Um, I think that poster's still in my (laughs) backseat. But uh, but yeah, so that that was hilarious. Uh, Sidney Bacabella is the fucking man. Um, are are we gonna address uh the first part of Arby's Gate? Oh shit! All right, we'll we'll address it here. I I did say tell Arby's we were gonna call them out, didn't I? Yeah. So this was night one. Night I one. figured we'll get some Arby's Listen, beforehand. Uh, we we have a tradition, you know. We we mm-hmm. go to the Mahoning all the time. Uh, we tend to stop at the Taco Bell. Taco Bell and Arby's share a building in Lehigh, in beautiful Lehigh in Pennsylvania. Uh, and we were like, you know, it's just me and Brett rolling down. Uh, so everybody in the car enjoys a good Arby's. So we're like, Absolutely. we're going to, we're going to go to Arby's, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Get us some, some roast beef sandwiches. Sure. Roll into Arby's. We order our food, get the beef and cheddar. You get the roast beef and their new like chicken contraption. And, uh, I don't even think of it. Right. I don't even think to mention, Hey. Give me the horsey and the Arby sauces. I figure I'm ordering a roast beef sandwich. You're ordering a roast beef yeah, sandwich. It's a foregone conclusion. They get tossed in the bag because listen, this isn't this ain't this ain't my first rodeo. This uh, this Arby's been there for a while. They know how it works. Absolutely. You just load the bag up with the sauces, so we don't even check. We just roll. To trying to get there for five for doors, we can get a good spot, see some people. We're looking forward to seeing everybody. Uh, we roll to Mahoning, open up the bag, no sauces. <sighs> We're not eating dry. Single, not a single sauce to be found. There's not a single sauce in the house. And I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll say this right here. I ain't driving my regular car. I had a bit of a car mishap uh, uh, this past week, and I'm not. I'm going to be without Foxy uh, for a bit. Uh, and my uh, one of the things in my center console of my car is it's full of Arby sauces, horsey sauces, and Taco Bell fire sauces in, for an incident just like this one uh, so that I'm prepared. And I stay strapped. And I am not in my car. Still no. not. I'm driving a, a strange loner. So I didn't have my sauces. <sighs> I had the opportunity to grab the sauces. And I'm not taking the blame for this because Arby should know better. But like, Agreed. I, but I didn't grab my sauces out of my car because I was like, they can stay there. That's the stockpile. Nobody's going to touch them. I'm not going to need them. And Arby's proved me wrong. Yeah. What happened? Arby's proved me wrong. Because I'll tell you what, the second night, what did we do, well, Brett? Well, you know what? I uh, It's the first time I've ever eaten a dry Arby's roast beef sandwich, and uh, I would not recommend that to anyone. Right. It's still not, fine. Not a fan. No, no, it's not. No? Ooh, mine mine uh, at least has cheese on it. Yeah, mine, nope. Bread, okay. beef. Not, not, not too good. <laughs> well, bread and beef, that's our tag team. Uh, but uh, like night two, we go down and we're like, you know what we're doing? 
redemption, redemption, redemption we're time. Gonna, we're going to give Arby's the chance to redeem themselves, and I'll take, I'll shoulder the blame. The first night, I didn't, I didn't specifically request. I assumed, and when you assume, everybody gets made an ass of themselves. Uh, that's so, what happens. Yes, that's how it is. So, so it's like re- Arby's redemption night too. Uh, we get in line. We order pretty much the same exact meal. I think I yep, they got the same thing. I down got the, to the same drink. thing. And I said, I oh, I got a Dr Pepper because the first night I got a Mellow Yellow, and Mellow Yellow don't don't taste good. So, uh, but I was just trying to see because Dusty Rose used to push Mellow Yellow. He sure there. did. And uh, so we ordered the same thing, and this time into the little speaker, I say to the lady, I say, tons, lots, sweetheart, lots. <laughs> of Arby's and horsey sauces. She even asked if you wanted it. Right. And she says, okay. I says, lots of them. All you got. Load them up. Yeah. We drive around, wait in the line, get to the window, grabs us two bags of stuff. Yep. They're heavy. We're like, we got them. This oh, is, absolutely. This is sauces. This is, this is how this fucking works. Yep. She asked. We responded. I said, lots. Let's go. Wait for Doug for a few minutes. We have a slider. Hold us over till we get into the Mahoning. Get the good spot. Slide in. Set up the chairs. Open the bags. Yep. No sauces. And you know what? At this point, Tim and uh, yeah, and Adam Mosey went over. I, I'm I'm having a meltdown over this. Right. This is two days in a row. Yeah. No sauces. You even ordered mozzarella sticks, and they didn't even give you marinara. I get marinara for my mozzarella sticks. Like what? What savages? Right. So Tim, Tim, being the good guy that he is, hops on his Twitter and mentions to Arby's the abomination, the injustice that they have placed at our feet. But what was in that second bag, Brett? We got two bags of Arby's. So I got my two sandwiches. You yep. got your sandwich, your fries, your mozzarella sticks. Yep. And we're going. What are the, what's the, what are these extra? Like boxes. boxes, and I thought, oh, I go maybe they filled the boxes up with sauce. Maybe you know? all right, thing like, to do. Like, Smart hey, I'd be thing. very, very happy. No, no, they didn't. It was just plain old double roast beef sandwiches with nothing on Dry. them. Ugh, I was, I was so disgusted. You know, Tim was like, I never had Arby's. I said, here, man, if you want a sandwich, have at it, brother. Right. He took a couple bites and he goes, yeah, not very good. Right. <laughs> um. Not then, dry, it ain't. Then on top of that, I have my root beer, which tasted nothing like a root beer. It was just seltzer. Right. I'll tell you what. I will say proudly on this podcast, if you were an Arby's roast beef sandwich and you put horsey sauce, you put one packet of horsey sauce and one packet of Arby's sauce, that sandwich becomes perfection. Agreed. We didn't get that. Two nights no. in a row. Yeah, Doug, Doug took a swig off my drink and he said right. it feels like this cup of seltzer drove by a root beer factory. <laughs> right. There's, right. It's just I was I was having a bit of a, an issue right at yeah. that point in my life. So Arby's, you made you made mortal enemies. So upset, mortal enemies this past week. We need wrestling, not the official part podcast of Arby's. No, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be gun you know, shy. I'm gonna be a little me gun too. shy. I'm gonna, I'm very upset because I I want a beef and cheddar because I have not been satisfied by the no. way like kind of like when we went to to for Capital Collision and both of us have eaten mozzarella sticks every single place that has offered us mozzarella <laughs> sticks since. <laughs> no, for real, I have. <laughs> because I want mozzarella sticks because I was denied mozzarella sticks at a diner where mozzarella sticks are supposed to be. 
Yeah, the the home of the mozzarella right. sticks. <laughs> Much like that, I still want that satisfaction of an Arby's sandwich with Arby's sauce and horsey sauce. But I'm a little gun shy. And I, I might have I to agree. lean on Taco Bell you. for a little bit. I don't blame you. I might have to lean into Taco Bell, whose menu I'm not too happy with lately. But I might have to lean into Taco Bell until the hurt that Arby's laid upon my heart and soul goes away. Well, when I start the uh, Todd Roker approved all griller, no filler fast food podcast, Ooh. you we're going to have to have a very deep dive into Arby's betrayal of right. us. It's just it's what it is. It's the Arby's betrayal. Oh, what a, what an upsetting. Not time. since Judas has there been a betrayal. <laughs> like the like what Arby's had befallen us. This past, I would say this I would, I would say that's an exaggeration, but it's not. It's not. No, you're it's spot not. on. It's not. It's upsetting. It's not. It's um, not since Benedict Arnold turned on his own country. Oh, jeez. Has there been a betrayal like the Arby's betrayal that had befallen us this weekend? This it hurt weekend. not not only my heart, but it also affected my soul as well. It, huh. And you know what? It didn't affect my cholesterol, and I have an issue with that. <laughs> I can forgive, but I won't forget. That's Trust right. Me. That's Trust right. me, Mr. Arby, That's right. wherever you are. That's right. You could take that cowboy hat, shove it up your ass. Man, I love Arby's. I'm Arby's so is fucking great, though, right? It was still really good. I, I kind of want to go back right now. Uh, I, so, I really so. like Arby's. Man. But no, no, fuck that. Arby's, we're mad at you. Yeah. I, at you. I, this ain't okay. Yeah, they're going to be on a, uh, I feel like, a bit of a, a hiatus now. Right. Especially list. that Lee Heighton one. Ugh. That Lee Heighton one, for sure. That's what, that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to go to a trusted Arby's. I don't know if I trust any. Because there, there was a time when I went to go... Uh, Get a root beer float from Arby's late at night. Oh, and, uh, that's my, true. I was just going to say. My car ran out of gas and I was, to bail me out. I was going to say, the Pier Street Arby's has never let us down. Well, my, my car let me down. But maybe it night. has. <sighs> All right. Back to the wrestling. Yeah, back to the wrestling. Arby's, though, we're coming for you. You better watch out. Arby's. The Arby's is now the only place that Linda Minimania has not run a while. I've, you I've thought, revoked. You, you thought Joe Sposo had a blood feud with Wendy's? Right. All right. Right. We're, we're taking this up yep. an, up a notch. Right, absolutely. <laughs> What's Arby's number one competitor? Was it Carl's Jr.? I don't know. Carl, I have no idea. <laughs> Carl? Carl Sr.? Carl Jr.? Carl the third? Call us up. I'll never forget the time where I got bamboozled. I thought the, the Hardee's in Wilkes-Barre was a Carl's Jr., but Ooh. nope, it's just a Hardee's. The one that's attached to a car wash? Mm-hmm, that's mm. the one. Ate yeah. there once, probably won't ever eat there again. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the, to the wrestle in here. Uh, second match in, of Real Rumble Friday was Clara Carrera versus Abby Jane. Uh, Abby Jane, the ace of Real Rumble. Uh, Clara Carrera on Beyond Wrestling. Uh, the third match of Real Rumble Friday uh, is uh, Cheeseburger, world-famous CB. I saw he announced this week that he's going back to Cheeseburger full-time. Good, that's a good move. I think it's a great move. I, I understand the wanting to move beyond it. Absolutely, uh, and he's still the same guy. But when you're Jushin and Thunder Liger's favorite professional wrestler, absolutely, you keep the name Cheeseburger. Uh, especially this Friday, maybe not so. But after that crowd Saturday, you 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 stick with Cheeseburger. Uh, you are Cheeseburger versus world class Channing Thomas, managed by Sydney Bacabella. Yeah, uh, Sydney Bacabella's newest charge since the retiring of Avery Good. Yep. Uh, and uh, this match was fine. I, I like watching Cheeseburger. Crowd can get behind Cheeseburger. Yeah. 
I like uh, cheeseburger a lot. And uh, Bacabella Mansion, anybody's a great thing. Has Thomas Channing Thomas take off his robe real slow. This is the best thing you're going to see this weekend. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, Channing Thomas looked good. He's a young guy. Uh, is this where they turn on Avery? Is this this match? This was uh, after the match. After or the no. match. No, this was after the main event. Was it after the main Oh, right. After yeah. the main event. You're right. Uh, so that, so CB selling cheeseburger hats at his, at his merch table. Mm-hmm. Uh, being just a good dude. A lot of these people on these on these shows are, are cheeseburger students. I know Abby Jane's a cheeseburger student. Yes. Um, but again, I like cheeseburger. Juice and Thunder Liger couldn't be wrong. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, and the main event of this night, uh, Big Dan, Big Dan. I I can't do the Big Dan, but I love I love Big Dan. Uh, Murloc, Kodama of the Batiri. And Rex Lawless, recent enhancement talent on Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. versus Hydra, Mach 10, and the rightful owners of the main event of the Mahoney Drive-In. Absolutely. Real Rumble. Gummy Boar. Yes. Pig Daddy Cool. Boar. Dubboar. Dubboar. And Erica Lee. Yes. Uh, this match is uh, four on four. It is craziness. You get a ton of Big Dan. Happening in this match. Yep. Uh, we were doing, we did the Big Dan count the next night, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> um, but this is the match where Big Dan, and it's getting clipped, so you can look it up. <laughs> Big Dan, Gorilla Presses, Mach 10, who's a little guy, a high flyer, a masked man, if you will. Uh, Gorilla Presses, Mach 10, and just yeets him to the outside. A total yeet. All the way to the ground. Uh, he killed the poor dude. He sure uh, did. It is probably the biggest pop of the night uh, for us. Oh, I was losing my mind already. Uh, insane. Uh, you get a you get a one and a half count for the boar. Maybe a one count. I I still say stand by a one count, but people were arguing. No, I, I one, one bump. One bump. It was a one, one a, bump. That's a it. one bump. Absolutely. It's a one count bump. There was four uh, of us who said it was only one bump. Right. Uh, even vetoing Boar's own opinion. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, the fun match, fun main event. The Friday crowds are weird because it starts early. You know, it's doors at 5, show at 5.30. Uh, it's, you know, especially in that area. Yeah. There's nothing within a half hour of Lehigh. So even if you live down there, you're still a half hour away from the Mahoney. Yeah. Unless you live in the middle of a cornfield. Um. So, like, it's a little too early. So, you don't get the best crowd on a Friday. You get some wiseacres in the crowd. You know, I'm sure. I would no, hope. The, the Grateful Dad. The Grateful Dad. I'm hoping Adam covered the Grateful Dad this week on Ad Odds. If he didn't, uh, <laughs> everybody hit up Adam Van on Twitter. The enforcer. Uh, Adam and the Van. enforcer of Real Rumble Friday. Uh, <laughs> and get the story of, of Grateful Dad uh, out of him there. Uh, but he let's just say he handled his business, if you will. Yeah, the red right, beer. Uh, but um, but yeah, that's so that's I mean that's the Friday. Unless you have anything to add, uh, I like Rex Lawless a lot. I think he's he's looking better. I think he's getting in better shape. He's already a massive dude. Sure, uh, but he's getting in better shape. Uh, I'll always love watching any member of the Batiri I can. Uh, Big Dan is the most hated man in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, and has his gimmick down so well, uh, it, it borderlines babyface because the Big Dan yells are so funny. Uh, Big Dan, 
uh, which he yells whenever he does anything strong. Uh, and he's a big dude. Uh, but yeah, this was, uh, this was, this was a good time, man. Uh, and you know, again, uh, bull gummy boar, uh, you know, we bought shirts, uh, we gotta, gotta represent, gotta support. Absolutely. Uh, but if you know, you know, if you know, you know, and you know, I'll say it on this podcast all the time. She don't listen. Uh, super nice lady. It was good to see her again. Erica Lee's a goddamn star. Uh, and just a fun wrestler to watch. Uh, anything that she does, she's still laying her shit in. She's still beating up motherfuckers more than she, more than people probably like. (laughs) Yeah. She, she is wrestled super, super strong, which I love. And, uh, Boar's just hossing people. So right, that's right. They're they're the perfect so, tag team. And they're getting a lot of stuff announced, you know, coming around. Uh and I'll tell you this and we'll talk about them starting the next night too. But Gummy Boar, you guys listen, enjoy wrestling. We we cover you when you when you the new episodes air. Uh you book Gummy Boar versus uh Derek and Ziggy and enjoy and I'll drive. We'll be there. I say we'll be we will absolutely we'll be, be there. there. I mean, it's gonna yep. go there this year anyway. We said it was gonna happen. Lock that in. I'll make the plans. We'll be there. Oh, hundred percent. We'll be there for that. So, uh, so yeah, that's and that's that's Friday. We watched the wrestler, like we said. Yep. Uh, the uh, the most uh, again the most unbelievable part of that movie is somebody does not want to enjoy Marissa Tomei naked. Uh, Fact. <laughs> just uh, Marissa Tomei, uh, uh, you know, makes me feel uncomfortable feelings about Aunt May and Spider Man. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> she's, and this movie is, it's legitimate. Great. It's heartbreaking. It's accurate. Uh, it's very well acted. It's wonderful. Uh, but it's also heartbreaking and depressing as it's, all hell. It's a heartbreaking movie for sure. It's, it really, really is. It's the um, first time I watched it since seeing it when it came out in the theaters. And I believe yeah. it was you, me, Kurt and Doug that went. That's I'm pretty sure. Very possible. Yeah. Uh and uh yeah, it's uh, it's just it's heartbreaking and it's a story that is very real for professional wrestling and that sure. sucks. Um but it's fucking great. Uh and like Mickey Rourke had a bit of a resurgence after this. I think this is what like got him in Iron Man 2 and all that. Yeah, uh, I agree. But he's great here. Probably the best he's ever been and I that's coming from a man who's a big fan of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro man. Um wow. N- yep. Uh, Big John Studs <laughs> in that movie. Holy shit, they can show that movie. Um, there, well, there's your, there it is for next year. Big John Studd has a role in that movie. There um, it is. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and the second, can we talk about the secret movie? Can we mention that here? We gonna, I don't, I don't no? know. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll just say that it's that uh, it was really fun seeing uh, Dirty Dick Murdoch and, uh, um, what's his name? The the British guy with the who where where the drag Adrian Street Adrian Street uh, up on the big Mahoning screen. Yes, That's look it I'll up, say. kids. Look it up. Look wrestling it. tonight. Everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> that was a good uh, song. It was a good song. Uh, Saturday. You got anything else yes. to add for Friday? No, man. Uh, I think we're we got it all squared all right. away. Saturday. Bigger crowd. Right. Bigger crowd, big Doug in the house. Big Dougie, big Dougie V in the house. <laughs> uh, that's that we need. We need Doug to cosplay as Viscera. I've been saying that for years. As big Dougie V instead of uh, Big Daddy V. I need sweet Dougie V in the house. He just needs to put on. I don't know. Rough estimate: five hundred pounds. 
Give or take. Give or Give take. Give or take. Yeah. Um, Just bulk up, though. Right. So, bigger crowd on a Saturday. Much easier for everybody to get down to. Very vocal crowd. Very involved crowd. Yes. Uh, yeah. Before the matches, there's like three or four kids ringside in their cheeseburger hats. Yeah. Uh, again, the second day of betrayal from Arby's. <sighs> you know. So uh, we got, we have Joe, we have April in attendance. Great to see yes, April, even April. though that she'll never fun. hear this. Been to nope. a lot of wrestling shows with April in my day. Uh, so that was nice. I'm talking uh, wrestling with April, but then we also just talk about our neighborhood too at the same right. time. Yeah. April is, uh, awesome. She's, yeah, uh, she, she's again, a joy. Known April for a very long time. Uh, one of my favorite people. So yeah, she's always been nothing but super nice. <laughs> she, and that's just, she knows no other, no other yeah. way. Uh, and like, I don't know what it is, 15, 16, 20 years of, uh, her and Joe's marriage looking like a kidnapping <laughs> for on whose side? <laughs> well, I'll leave that for <laughs> you to decide gentle <laughs> listener. Um, Saturday opens up with, uh, to me, the match of the night. Oh, we didn't talk about the Friday, the betrayal. Cindy Bacabell turns on Avery Good. Oh, yeah. Big Dan and right. uh, Channing. Yes. Wasn't it Channing Thomas? Yeah, because. I keep wanting to say Channing Tatum. Right, because Avery Good's on commentary with, with Diamond Joe the whole time. Uh, he gets called in the ring to celebrate. They turn on him. They kick him out of Bacabella Enterprises. And he gets a pile driver. He does. And Abby done. Jane and Cheeseburger make the save. Right, and afterwards. Uh, Avery Good, the former ace of the Lehigh Valley and of Real Rumble, names Abby Jane the new ace. Yes. And that uh, Abby Jane and Cheeseburger are going to take on Big Dan and Channing Thomas in the main event Saturday night. Yes. The opener, my main event. This is one of those reversed book shows. Uh, Gummy Boar versus South Philly's Finest. And I don't have South Philly's Finest name. I know one of their names was Luca Brazzi. Luca, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I want to I want to keep some praise on these guys. These guys are entertaining as hell. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Uh, a ton of fun. They had the thick accents. They talked about Gabagool. <laughs> uh, sure. They kept calling Erica Lee a broad. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting in the ring with that broad over there. Uh, you know the accents, the outfits looked old timey, all that sort of stuff. Uh, this match was a ton of fun. Uh, again, Gummy Boar, ton of fun to watch. Erica Lee out wrestling just about everybody on this show. Laying him in a little too hard. And we get the old zero bump count. That's right. Zero bumps, baby. Right. I don't know if, we're, if if it's okay to talk about that on here, but that's the way you do it. Zero bumps. That's a professional. Absolutely uh, it is. Boar looking good. Looking like a million bucks. Hitting yeah. That, boy, hit, he looked awesome. Hitting that spinning sidewalk slam. Yep. Uh, him and Eric Lee. Again, we bought the t-shirts. Uh, looking great. Uh, love to see him. See, they're getting booked all over the place. Uh, this match was a ton of fun. A lot of laughs. Crowd got into it. You know, crowd really connected with everybody. Uh, I thought this was really good. South Philly's finest played good heels. You know, good crowd interaction, all that kind of stuff. Uh, next match was Cannonball, Jeff Cannonball versus Chris Worthless. Yes. So uh, I had turned mentioned, out to a, ma- a Mahoning brawl. I had mentioned the night before after watching Cannonball wrestle, Jeff Cannonball wrestle, the Cannonball brothers. I said to to, to a few people, uh, maybe with influence, that like, you know, listen, Jeff Cannonball is a guy of a certain demeanor who you can very easily find some matches where, where it looks like he has died. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Cannonball is an accomplished deathmatch wrestler. 
Absolutely. And we'll do some crazy shit. And I was like, you know what? You really want to mess with people. You really want to turn Mahoning on its ear. You want to light up Lee Height in Pennsylvania. You next time real rumbles at the Mahoning, you have the Jeff Cannonball match be a death match. Agreed. Second night, we got as close as you could possibly get in front of that crowd with children. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Chris Worthless is a guy who is unsuspecting as a professional wrestler. So unsuspecting, in fact, that he was ringside in a kiddie pool. He the, sure the was. <laughs> in his gear. Uh, that comes into play. All kinds of weapons. Uh, Cannonball does the, the Dusty Rose Bionic elbow wind up to an eye poke and then struts yep. away. And I'll say this too. We mentioned it there. Uh, Cannonball's lost some weight and he looks good. He's, yeah, you know, Cannonball looks real good. He looks good. He's dropping some weight. Uh, you know, the, good for that dude, man. You know, he looked good before, but. You know, I, I never fault anybody for trying to get healthier, more mobile, whatever. You know, I get it. Uh, Cannibal, awesome dude. Uh, really funny match. Brawl goes all over the place. Uh, 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 a, uh, a gorgeous little uh, English bulldog almost attacks Cannonball. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Or Chris Worthless <laughs> for being the bad guy. That dog was adorable. Yeah. Uh, they use a bucket. They got. They use the pool. The, one of them gets slammed through a tent that was set up. Uh, they brawl into the uh, – there's a trailer that Mahoning employees stay yep. at over the long weekends, and they brawl into that only to be thrown out by Virgil, the owner or co-owner yep. of the Mahoning. <laughs> uh, just lots of funny stuff. Uh, you know, no color or anything, but 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 relatively violent brawl all over the place. And I just want to say you're welcome for implanting that idea, whether I did or not, uh, to make it sort of a, a different kind of match there you know jeff cannibal always tries to be a little funny which connects really well he's very good at it but this worked this was really good yeah it was a lot of fun fun. i thought so too yeah um next up you have kodama travis huckabee crusher crusher go the crusher Uh, and billy avery via permission by chris radical the founder and president of uh, LVAC wrestling. Uh, Billy Avery was scooping up popcorn and stuff the night before to get doing odd jobs to get the rights to be on this, sh- this show. Uh, a little bit of long-term storytelling there uh, versus uh, Mach 10, who in fact survived the gorilla press slam from big. Dan. I, don't, I, I don't know how uh, pancakes and then Ultimo ant and electro ant. Uh, form one of them formerly Green Ant. I think Ultimo Ant was formerly Green Ant, the most recent Green Ant. Um, again, one of these kind of matches, maybe a little messy at times because the story with Billy Avery is that he's a good guy on the heel team. He's trying to help the good team. He tries to get tagged in on the good team, and the ref doesn't let him. Uh, so on and so forth. Uh, the most important thing about this match is that at the end of it, uh, Reject gets involved and gets pantsed. Oh, that was a sight to see. And uh, if there was a way to get April on a podcast to discuss her reaction. <laughs> I wish we could. <laughs> to Reject getting pantsed. Uh, I'll just say that he, he gave he gave the crowd something to focus on. <laughs> the three of you, me something and April, to were, uh, we, were, uh, we were locked in. <laughs> right. Uh, and listen, I, I'm, I'm going to say that, you know. The cut, the cut of the of the garment helps a little. 
Sure. Uh, but he, uh, good for him. Good he should have went bikini brief. He was very close, but yes, he should he have. He was very close. He was very close. <laughs> yeah. uh, the match after that is Delirious versus Rex Lawless. Uh, yeah, Delirious' first match like on the indies, I think, after the Ring it? of Honor. It's his uh, first one? I think it was. Wow. Maybe first or second, I don't know. Uh, dude, I've seen wrestle a whole bunch. Endlessly oh, entertaining. Gets on the microphone and, and does a little call response with the crowd, but it's all gibberish because that's what he does. Sure. Uh, versus Rex Lawless, a big guy. Again, getting a little bit of notice here, um, here and there. Uh, this was, again, a good match. It's cool to see Delirious again uh, after yeah, so long. So yeah, it was fun. The crowd gets behind him. He's got a good look. Uh, whatnot. He'd been in the business a long time. So so that was that was a fun. I, that, I mean, conceivably the, the marquee match of, of, the, of the weekend, kind of, because Delirious does have a little bit more international appeal. Than anybody yeah. else, you know, uh, with his involvement in Ring of Honor and elsewhere. Sure. Uh, and the main event is Big Dan and Channing Tatum, or Channing, Jesus, now you have me See? doing it. Channing Thomas uh, versus the ace of the LVAC, Abby Jane, and Cheeseburger. Um, big Dan hit so many Big Dans in this match. We counted them. Well, Tim had the over-under set at, like, like I think eight and a half, and Big Dan blew, blew that out of the water. It. Blew past that. We all of us lost money. Yeah. Uh, big Dan hitting the Big Dan's all over the place. Uh, a master of his craft. Uh, a master of being hated uh, in the Lehigh Valley. Yeah. Uh, and Channing Thomas, Sidney uh, Bacabella put it. Uh, Fritz von Erich loves Channing Thomas more than he loved his own sons. Um, <laughs> there's a Mel Phillips reference. Uh, dude, that was like the weirdest reference and highlight of my weekend. Yeah. <laughs> when, when that name was mentioned, uh, you and I were just like, hey. <laughs> I think right. we we even looked over at Joe. Joe did the little collar tug. Like, oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um. Oh, we didn't talk about this on the one night after the Mach 10 Gorilla Press Slam. Uh, Bacabella ran over with a big shitty and green, ran over to commentary. Oh, he was so happy. Leaned into the microphone to Avery Good's microphone on commentary and said, aren't you glad you retired? <laughs> Which is foreshadowing. Uh, uh, is the man. Bacabella is the man. Uh, Joe's supposed to be making uh, Dr. Detroit references on commentary. Uh <laughs> But yeah, this is a good match. Crowd getting behind everybody. Cheeseburger, again, they involve every kid in the Cheeseburger hat got involved in the match uh, with the with the faces. They got to do a little grip up when they were when the bad guys were trying to heat, uh, trying to cheat. They got to help them out. Uh, and that's sort of what these shows are for, right? There's not a ton of continuity. The LVAC guys are very particular about not becoming a promotion necessarily, but more just putting on this stuff for fun. So they don't have a champion. There's not too much long story tellings kind of stuff but you can also have fun with that then and do stuff where getting the kids involved because they are immediately enamored with cheeseburger because he has the cheeseburger hat and he's yeah just obviously such like a nice guy and a fun guy to watch um so you got to do all that uh and this was just a fun fucking time man yeah, there was also on the second night, um, it was Joe and Mantis doing commentary. Yes. And, like, they've always been, like, maybe my favorite commentary team. Okay. Uh, and I 
I know somebody in the match with Billy Avery yelled at him and said, you're supposed to be a heel. And Mantis just goes, oh, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, that's fun. Uh, we, we did not. We I also uh, forgot to mention Simon Sutherland, Downtown Spaghetti oh, Buffet, Simon dude. Sutherland. Simon Sutherland's the real deal. Uh, with the with the pants, again, showing off more than the people want to see. Uh, instead of balloons, this time he has the bubble gun. More than people want to see or just the right amount? I don't know if it's just the right amount, but uh, he's got a bubble gun. See, this is why I wish Doug would have been there right. on Friday night. That's true. He's a, he's a good judge of this. That is like true. This. Uh, this, so this has been recorded for, for Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Uh, so it will be up eventually because Smart Mark Gary was there. He got of a course. bubble. He got a bubble gun bath from Simon Sutherland, uh, and uh, this is just fun wrestling, man. Uh, really good time. The Saturday show was a ton of fun. The it, it's all wrestling's always more fun when the crowd's into it, and they're you know they're rocking and rolling a little bit. Agreed. Uh, and this this was fun. And then the movies uh, we stayed for the Running Man. Your first time seeing the Running Man, which was yes, shocking it to certainly me. was. Yeah, it's just one of those I never saw. And you yeah. and Doug were super fired up about. It. Right, absolutely. That's that is a great movie. Uh, as I put as my review of it on Letterboxd, uh, Jim Brown had Jim, uh, Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown uh, has a flamethrower. And a jetpack, and that's the third or fourth craziest thing to happen in that movie. Well, and it has uh, the line, the one of the only lines that I knew from it. Uh, here's Sub Zero, now Plane Zero, now th- Plane Zero. <laughs> th- thank you, Austrian Death Machine. Yes. Uh, lots of great, lots of Running Man has a lot of pre Mister Freeze Arnold puns in it. Yeah, but oh, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, you know what happened? What happened? Uh, uh buzz saw oh he had to he had to split when he gets split up the middle <laughs> it was so good uh, mick fleetwood plays a 2017 dystopian future version of himself but you dweezil zap is in the movie and doesn't play himself <laughs> super weird shit oh uh, that movie fucking rules yeah, um, the movie's great. And the second movie was Scorpion King, but we left because I had to enter my week of discomfort. Yeah. And um, also it was like 43 degrees. Out. Also very cold, yes. Yeah. And Scorpion King, that's eh, just face facts. It's a hey, stinker. come on. It's a stinker. Go throw on the soundtrack, it'll change your mind. It won't, trust me. Ah, stand alone. <laughs> come on, it's so good. But that's... All the wrestling we had this week, correct? Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, so what we're gonna watch next week to bail you out because you need some sanity in your life. Thanks, buddy. Uh this Sunday, we're just gonna watch New Japan's Dominion. Yes. Uh we'll be live well, on there, New, there will be New Japan World. Implications for AEW, so Sure. Um, but yeah, just New Japan Dominion live on or yeah, live on uh, NJPWworld.com. Yes. I think it starts at like one AM Eastern time. Okay um might be one of those where i stay up Ooh. um but yeah it, there's a it's probably dominion's usually like their second biggest single event yes um like outside of wrestle kingdom and like the g1 final i guess so maybe right. third biggest single event a lot of stuff normally happens at dominion though so mm-hmm. uh yeah so we're just gonna watch that to give give you some some downtime thanks pal Oh, see, I, I got you, bro. Thank you. Um, but before we get out of here, did you buy anything? Did I buy anything? Um, uh, did I buy anything? 
I don't think I bought anything this week that I can think of. Uh, I got my Papa Shango in. The Superstar yeah, that, Shango. That, yeah, that seems to be a hot topic within the majors now. Yeah. About Paul Mart. Oh, because he's just a guy who works at Walmart and gets everything off the truck at his, at his the, employee yeah, discount. And people are like, man, I really wish people didn't tell people about Paul oh, Mart. Yeah, right. Like, all right, dude. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. This Superstar's figure is better than his Elite. The Warrior oh. two-pack Elite. I have to see it in person to be yeah, the judge of that. It's awesome. Uh, I wish it came with like the stick, like the elite does, and it's the same necklace. Like they just redid the necklace and put them on here. But yeah. the cape, the face looks better. The hat is a little taller. Uh, it's a great figure. Um, but I will tell you, I got a story to tell. Purchased a long time ago, uh, but I was at a meet and greet on Wednesday. You were. I was so. Back in February, I saw there was a thing coming up with a certain individual, and I messaged you about it, and you were like, eh, that's cool, but, you know, you weren't sure about your work situation and whatnot, so you... you... Yeah, because it's on a weeknight. Right, exactly. It's on a weeknight, completely understandable. Uh, I have less responsibilities, so uh, I got them, and uh, this is maybe something that you don't know, is that uh, I, anyway, bought two meet and greet tickets that day you did i did and the third because tickets it was at a reading fields baseball game oh I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get out here kevin nash was appearing in a reading fields baseball uh, game oh kevin nash uh, i bought two meet and greet tickets and and tickets to the baseball game were 10 bucks i bought a third with the plan <laughs> being that if you go if you want if you eventually change your mind the ticket will be here and if not michelle will take the ticket Perfect. And then we'll eat the 10 bucks for the regular ticket. Who cares? Sure, sure. Fast forward to a few weeks later, and I get my company for the week, which I find out that uh -huh. that's when they're coming in, and it happens to fall on that day. I don't want to exclude that company from anything. So sure. the plan is concocted. I will not mention this to you this to you at all again and hope that you forget about it. Okay. So that I can get Michelle to meet Kevin Nash. Oh, man, it's so cool. And not only can I get Michelle to meet Kevin Nash, but I can get her to too-sweet Kevin Nash. Because <laughs> if you hang out with us at any moment, you know that Brett and I always try and ambush Michelle into too-sweeting too us. Absolutely. So we go down. Michelle and I have the meet-and-greet tickets. It's about an hour and a half away. Um, uh, my company visiting comes, get, takes the regular ticket, goes to the stands. We wait in line. So there's a, there's a big line you have to go check in because you also got a bobblehead. Oh, look it at that. This pro wrestling appreciation night at the Reading Fight and Fills, which is double A ball. Oh, boy. Right. They're <laughs> playing the Altoona something or others. What was the Altoona? No, Altoona Curve? Curve, yes. Because they're, yes. they're, okay. they're the, All they're right, the I'm Pirates. On it. They're the Pirates double yep. A team. Yep. I've played a lot of MLB The Show, so I'm, I'm with you. So, uh, and then, so it also what happens is it also, the, the, Tuesday night gets a rain delay, so we get an automatic double header on Wednesday. Oh, look at you. Right. Look at you going to baseball and me not. Right. What's so happening here? We go down. We do the ride. where We get there to line. You got to register. You get the bobbleheads. And here's the sad part of the story. The bobbleheads are Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Oh, man. 
Um, and when I Googled it, trying to find information, making sure everything was still going on, because I didn't see it advertised anywhere. Nash wasn't talking about it. It wasn't really out there anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it looks like right around the beginning of the pandemic, this was supposed to happen. Mm. Nash and Hall. What a bummer. And even while you're there, they have a lot of pictures of Scott Hall there in the past in a Fighting Phil's jersey, all that kind of stuff. Aww. So I think what happened was it got postponed, and this is the rescheduling, and they already had the bobbleheads made, and it's it's Hall and Nash. So that sucks, right? That's a bummer. So we get there, we check in, they give you a little ticket with a number on it. You, you wait in line. It wasn't the best organized thing in the world. We're waiting in line. And I'll, I'll say this here, Big Sexy, about a half hour late. Yeah, that's all right. It happens. I get. I wouldn't want to go to Reddit. He's on. Today. He's on his time. Right. I wouldn't want to go there either. I get it. And, uh, you're trying to help people out. Hey, you know, do you have your ticket? Whatever, whatever. There's a there's a family in front of us. A bunch of kids. They're holding the bobbleheads. They're also selling the bobbleheads for twenty five bucks each. Ooh. They're holding the bobbleheads, which you got free if you paid for the VIP packaging. He was also doing a free meet and greet afterwards. Just sit at a table, just sign an 8x10s. You know, no pictures, nothing. Sure. Could, couldn't bring anything, whatever, you know. Yeah. I guess if you bought the bobblehead, he'd sign that. Um, but this was, you can bring your own, you get a, a picture and bring your own thing to get signed, right? So we're waiting in line. We get up. We're, we're the, the family's in front of us is next. They go to walk in. The guy stops them. Where's your tickets, right? What do you mean? Like, you need a special ticket for this one. And they're like, we waited in line this long. And they start causing a fit because they didn't get the tickets. And I didn't say anything to them because they had the bobbleheads. And I just figured, well, you had the bobbleheads, you know the deal. Right? Because you had to go buy the bobblehead from the same spot that gave you the registered ticket. Yeah. So the family, like, walks away. But the mom stays. And she starts yelling about being disabled and how dare they do this to her. So then somebody's going to come out and apologize, and I'm just like, can I go in? Like, yeah, right. You know, like this, I, it's hot outside. It was like 80 degrees, just standing in the sun. I just want to go in. We go sure. in, wait in line, tons of people, lots of Funko Pops, lots of Super Shredder stuff, whatever. And a few months back, I had bought the newest Legends online, or from a guy in the major group. Yeah. So I had an on-card newest Kevin Nash Legends. Oh, you never even took it out? No, I bought a second one. Oh, you bought a second one? I bought a second one because I had mine open. Oh, okay. So I bought an unopened one for this after I got the tickets. Oh, smart man. Because uh, that's and it, they've gone up, man. That 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 figure's gone. Like I see people trying to sell it Lucy for like fifty, sixty bucks now. Wow. Uh, I got it for retail plus shipping when Good. I bought it. Uh, and so I wait in line. I brought my own paint pens just in case. Smart man. Good thing I did because all he had was like Sharpies, like silver Sharpies and stuff. Oh, uh, smart man. Right. So I got, I had my own paint pen on me. Uh, I didn't have a red, so he signed it in pink, but it looks cool. Um, and, uh, walked up. He's sitting at like a high top table, waiting in line for a little bit, walked over looking good. I will say Michelle, uh, Waited in line to meet him to get the, the photo op to get the two suite, and she commented on how handsome he was. She should have like said like, "Hey, I'm a big fan of you and Magic Magic Mike Double she, she, she So she's only seen Magic Magic Mike two, um, Which but is perfect. She also like uh, she she said that she was going to tell him that she hated wrestling. <gasps> Michelle, she didn't. She was a good sport, um, oh, but I went good. up first. 
Uh, you know, and it's big, sexy, he's half hour late and whatever. And, it, and again, lots of people in line. It was just an in and out kind of deal. You know, I walked over, I said, Hey, big Kev, how's it going, man? He's like, I'm good. How are you? You know, whatever. Signed my figure. We took the picture, you know, they took, they had somebody work and took a picture on your phone for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he holds up the two suite. I do the two suite. Uh, the picture I got is like almost t- like we're not touching. Like it was taken before we. Actually, too sweeted, but I did get the too sweet Kevin Nash. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> and I, you know, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for everything. I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan. You know, just a thank you, whatever, and walk away. Michelle goes up just for the picture, you know, and I keep telling her, like, here's what you got to do when you get up there. You know, I'm like, remember this, remember this. Like, I said, and I teach her the too sweet in line because she always thinks that she, it, it, she always tries to do a toss to like tease us without the fingers yeah. out. Yeah. So she's like, it's this, right? And I'm like, no, you got to put the fingers up. So I'm teaching her in line how to too sweet. And uh, she gets up there and she goes for the picture. And like, I have my phone and she handed her phone to the guy working there. So I'm snapping all these pictures and she's just standing there looking at them. And I'm like, oh, she forgot to too sweet. She got nervous. Aww. But I see it. I see it click when she's looking at me and it clicks. And she really quick does it. And I got the picture. So right at the end, like, because they were like, we'll take one picture and that's it. So I, I got like 10. And, but I, and she too sweeted them. And she got it the right I way. She's officially right in the click. So because the plan was, you know, and like, of course, I wanted to be there with you. And, you know, like, because that's, sure. you know, that's, we're, you know, that's what we do. We travel. Absolutely. Everybody loves Kevin Nash. Yeah, uh, of course. But the point to it got with, you know, me having people in, I yeah. thought it would be a better experience to just cold text you a picture of Michelle and Kevin Nash. Oh dude, I must have laughed for like <laughs> 10 minutes over that. I couldn't believe it. So I sent it to you, I sent it to Doug, I sent it to Joe. <laughs> I sent it to uh M Dizzle. I texted it to Ken Cannon, I DM'd it to Adam <laughs> and Howard uh, Dave Howard. Uh I sent it all over. I sent it to Tim and Marcus. Uh I <laughs> sent it everywhere. Great. Uh, not the picture of me, the picture of Michelle, because if of course. you know anything, she hates wrestling, uh, but she's a very good sport. She knows how much Kevin Nash, and she was in, it loved the joke of everybody freaking out. Doug was like, oh, oh what the fuck? Like, you yeah. know, everybody needed an explanation. Yeah, I'm, I know. My response was just like, wait, what is happening? Yeah. Why is Michelle with Kevin Nash? Uh, so then we sat, went back to the seats, watched like, you know, the the, the end of the first game and, and left, went to a diner, had some good food and got home. Yeah. Uh, the the Reading Phils got smoked. Oh. Uh, Altoona had uh, won 4 nothing. They had 10 hits. It, did, it was two seven-inning games. They had 10 hits and the Phils had one. Uh, oh, that's upsetting. But I guess the second game, they, they, they turned that around and won, hit a couple homers and stuff. Yeah, let's go fighting. But uh, but it was a fun time, man. That's a nice little stadium there. I don't know if you've ever been. No, I've never been there. Uh, it's a single level. You know, it's a small little thing, but it's nice, man. It was a really cool little place. Uh, I dug it. They give alcoholic slushies. Um, Sometimes that's all you need. Right. But, uh, but, yeah, so we got to meet Kevin Nash. I got a signed figure. Uh, I got a couple bobbleheads, which, you know, if you want a bobblehead, you're more than welcome to it. And the other one I'll try and flip, uh, hit up, hit up Adam. He's a bobblehead guy. Is he? Okay. So, but, uh, you know, they're not the best looking things. They have like NWO shirts, but it says like, uh, like RFP Reading fighting fills instead of NWO. (laughs) I, I love wild minor league baseball stuff. Right. Um, but uh but yeah so i got to meet kevin nash and i figured also coming up in august that asylum toy store or whatever is they're having their wrestle fest 
uh, thing, and Nash is there. Where's that at? It's it's only like again like an hour and a half away. Hmm, all and right, it's we'll like, talk it's about Ron Simmons. It's Nash, uh, Waltman, uh, a bunch of other people. Uh, the baddies, I think, are going to be there. Not Jade, but the baddies. Oh. Um, and a couple other people. So I figured we'd talk about that too, so we can, yeah, you know, we can go and get get you uh, get you your your too sweet of Kevin Nash, and maybe you know, if I pay for one, we'll get it together or something. Oh, absolutely! I love but, me some Kevin Nash. But uh, I was, I'll, com- I'll have to find a paparazzi production shirt yeah. so I can wear it. Uh, completely just. Uh, enamored with the fact that i got to like ambush everybody with a picture of michelle and kevin nash uh and like my mom when we showed my mom the pictures that's who's visiting uh she was like he's a handsome man yes, so everybody is like everybody's talking in the house about how about how handsome kevin nash is so that's a ton of fun uh and how he looks better now than he ever did and whatever but i tell my mom i remember when i was a kid because i used to watch watching wcw i remember her seeing him on TV the one day and being like commenting on how good looking he was. And I'm like, that's why he's big sexy. Uh, that's exactly so. why you're, you're right. <laughs> and he signed, he signed the figure like Kevin Nash NWO for life. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, good. Yeah, it was cool, man. You know, uh, you know, I wish like the, the, if you remember, if you're list, the listeners remember the Jake, the snake experience from a few weeks ago or a few months ago, I wish they can all be like that. But you know, when there's a long ass line, you're in, you're yeah. out kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, and again, it's got to be really hard for him. Sign. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, he he's doing all that traveling with his best friend, and that's the way it was planned, and he that doesn't happen anymore. It's yeah, that's be tough. Uh, that's real tough, man. It's, I think it, that's yeah, uh, that's rough. It's got to be tough, but uh, but it was you know organized pretty good, and you know in and out, and he was a nice dude, uh, you know, and uh, it's just cool to hear him talk and see him, and you know that's that's the dude, that's you know that's a top guy for all of us. You know, oh, for sure. Across the soon to be named network. So he's the best. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't see if he did anything in the night game. You know, if he threw out a pitch or something, uh, <laughs> I, we left. It was, you know, we wanted to get home before it was dark. We wanted to grab some food. So, uh, but yeah, so I met Kevin Nash. That was, that's my Good. big, not that's necessarily like a purchase hear. of the week, but, uh, but a fulfillment of a purchase of the week. Well, that, I'll, I'll count it. That, nice that works. What about you? What did you buy now that I'm done talking for 20 minutes about Kevin Nash? <laughs> um, thank you to his uh, reminders uh, from Mr. Todd, I Love Wrestling Roker. Ooh. Um, I got the Thing NECA Comic-Con exclusive figure. Good man. Um, I just like I've been fighting going down this rabbit hole, but I saw how cool it looked and I had to have it. It's just like the image from the poster. Um, so... It looks awesome, and I can't wait to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess I got the pre-order in for that new HBK Ultimate on Amazon. Okay. It was weird because it never said it was up for pre-order, but you could still order it. And now it has, like, a delivery date of, like, August 8th or something like that. So who knows? I don't know. Pre-orders are weird. Um, yes. But yeah, so I got that. And then, uh, yeah, I picked up a uh, a Gummy Boar shirt at LVAC. Oh, so, yeah, I got uh, that too. Right. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I yeah. that's all I purchased. Oh well, you, didn't you get another shirt from LBAC too? Because I got that Stinger shirt. Oh yeah, because I'm actually oh, that's right. I'm wearing my Brett the Hitman Heart shirt while you I know? also am wearing my Brett the Hitman Heart Chalkline uh, shorts. Nice. I'll tell um, you what, LBAC yeah. printing on Comfort Colors, they know the business. Oh. Dude, comfort colors. As soon as I saw the tag, I go, yep, yep. got to get that. I got the, the WCW Stinger shirt, and I got the for Michelle a blue velvet, David Lynch blue velvet shirt. So. Yeah, comfort colors is the way to go. All the way. All the way. 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I had, my man. All right, all right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get out of here then. This is uh, this is a long one, but you know what? I'll I'll say this before I get into the plugs. I feel much better now than I did going in. Good. So, I that 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 was also part of the goal of so, this recording. So, so thank you for lifting my spirits of and course. and having a good talk. Uh, Absolutely. We'll see yeah. each other this weekend. Uh, get the yes. get the hangs in. Um, Absolutely. You missed man this week too. Again, it's, this isn't wrestle related, but like since it's my mom that's in, uh, lemon salmon, shrimp tacos, like all all the meals I can make were made this week. All my specialties. Uh, so. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just missing out. I know. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been We Need Wrestling. You can find us online at We Need Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at We Need Wrestling at Gmail dot com. Uh, we are a proud part of the Soon to Be Named Network at STBN Network on Twitter, Soon to Be Named Network dot com, Soon to Be Named Network dot Tumblr dot com. You can find all the shows on the Soon to Be Named Network there. Uh, Joe compiles everything. From us to Final Wrestling Place to At Odds with Wrestling to Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark uh, to Hit My Music. Uh, Adam has a bunch of new ones in there that I that I don't know. He says a whole bunch of podcasts. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I don't even know what, what a Profane Argument, uh, Puzzle Warriors 3, uh, our other podcast, Wings on Wings, uh, which has a special episode coming up in a few weeks. Oh boy! Uh, because we weren't able to record this week because of the company, so there's going to be a little uh, episode, special episode that I edited and listened to that I have geared up for he- here for the next time I see you, so you can hear it. Um, oh, I can't wait! But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that does it. Email the show, hit us up on Twitter, uh, or Facebook, or wherever, and uh, you want questions, want us to talk about anything on the show, want match recommendations, want to f- know where you can find certain stuff, we're more than happy to talk about all that stuff with anybody, uh, and uh, yeah, that's it, man, I don't know, anything else to add? Uh, no, man, I guess if you want to hit us up on Twitter, I'm at BrettXH570, oh. um, I don't know, come kick it with your boy. I don't know. I haven't been tweeting much. I don't yeah. think I have been. Have I been? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I I, I keep forgetting to mention it because I don't know how active we are on on there outside of the We Need Wrestling account. Uh, but if you want to see the picture of me with Kevin Nash or my wife with Kevin Nash, you check me out at the Douche T H E D O G E. Yes. I I do have a picture of Michelle with Kevin Nash where she has given him some serious side eye, which is really fun. Ooh, I'll have, you'll have to send me that. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, you'll see them all when you get here. But uh, sure. let me see you next. Uh, but uh, again, thanks, pal. This was fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week talking Dominion and. Whatever the hell else we decide to watch. I burned a bunch of Ric Flair this week, uh, but it's, like, weird. It's, like, Ric Flair versus Jumbo Sharuda from, like, 1977 and shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's real weird. Yeah, it's a lot of crazy Flair stuff from Japan. So, Well, I'm excited to watch it. Good. But um, All right, well, if that's it, uh, I don't know. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for uh, putting up with Skype, because I hate Skype. Yeah. But we do what we got to do for the crew down by law. That was Madball. This is Brett. That's DJ. Goodbye. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network. The Lamborghini of Podcast Network.
Now you're off, nerds. <laughs>